Hey, hey, kids, you're listening to a couple of annoyed grunt boys, and this is the 138th Simpsons podcast. That's right, we're the Simpsons podcast that discusses the beloved animated sitcom The Simpsons, but we don't start from the beginning and go in order. No, we said there's plenty of other podcasts out there that have done the golden age, that being seasons one through 10. We wanted to check out if there's gold in them episodes from seasons 11 and beyond. And we watched those episodes, but at random. But when there's a new season, we actually just review the newest episodes. And that's currently what we're doing now. Season 33 is on the air and that's what we're going to do. But I don't do this by myself. No, I have a, another co-host. You see, I'm annoyed grunt boy, Craig. And with me is... Your other annoyed grunt boy, Steve. Welcome to the show. Thank on you. this lovely day that we record. Yep. Uh, Monday is when we record. Uh, back to the grind for many people. Yeah. Uh, I work weird hours, so it's actually my Saturday, but uh, how was uh, work today? Steve, it's almost like I told you what I did today. <laughs> you know, I worked Monday through Friday. I got up, got dressed, brushed the teeth, made the coffee. Pulled the literally... across your chest. Wait, how does that song go? Not up. Da, 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 Not out of bed. Yeah. We can't play. It's the Beatles. Oh, yeah, that's right. John Lennon will come and kill us. Oh, no. Because he's still alive. And uh, I'm about to just head out the door. And I'm like, you know what? I'm an adult. I'm an adult man. (laughs) If I don't want to go to work, I don't have to. I'm I'm someone who I think I was conditioned. And I think a lot of people are conditioned this way. What I'm trying to say is I I played hooky, but not in the sense of like, I just don't want to go. I I, I literally took a mental health day. And I think people should do this because- I think it was conditioned as a kid. Like, even if I was sick, I still had to go to school. Like, there was only very few occasions where I got to stay home. Mm-hmm. And I had to be like, I had to be like dying. Right. But even if I, I didn't feel good or my tummy hurt, you know, things like that. Like, I, if I just at that age, too, you sometimes don't want to go to school because of mental health. You just don't want to deal with these people. A lot of parents yeah. don't understand that. Yeah. So I think I was conditioned as that child, like always to go to work, go to school. And so never like taking days off. So and even when like the pandemic happened, like you know, started two years ago, a lot of people got to work from home, that sort of thing. Well, I was an essential employee, so I always had to go. And even during that time, never took a day off because never took a vacation because, mm-hmm. well, there's nothing to do because everything's closed. You know, you can't travel, really. Yeah. I was just stuck from just going home or going to work and going home, going to work, going home, have the weekends, staying home because there was the pandemic. And I kind of got used and accustomed to that. It's so weird. Like I haven't taken any time. The only times I've ever called in sick is two years ago. I got food poisoning. Mm-hmm. So I didn't go to work the next day. And then the other times I haven't gone to work is snowstorms where I'm not going to be driving in the snow because I work like 20 miles from my house and I there's too risky yeah. in the roads. I don't have a, a, a car that handles well in the snow, you know? Mm-hmm. So I decided to take a mental day and I enjoyed it. And I think people need to just, you know, you're an adult. Yeah. You could take days off. Absolutely. So, I, uh, yeah. I could not relate more. Um, you know, the conditioning that you're talking about where you feel guilt for being sick mm-hmm. or like, you know, you feel like you have to go through it because people expect you to. Exactly. It's so true. And I definitely feel what you're saying. And uh, man, you did the right thing because, uh, you know, I am also, quote unquote, an essential worker and going through the days uh, in the pandemic can be exhausting both physically and mentally. And it's uh, it's a lot to deal with. So uh, I encourage people to, you know, use your PTO often. 
the company is not going to, you're not going to get anything for not using it. Right. And so, uh, yeah, uh, it, I'm a big advocate for what you did. And I'm actually doing the same thing next week. Um, just taking some time off for no reason other than I just, I'm burnt out. And uh, yeah, I'm just going to stay at home and probably watch The Simpsons. That sounds great. Uh, my company email, when you take vacation, you go into to set like a vacation response. So if someone emails you, as we mm-hmm. automatic, like I'm out of the office from this day to this day. I went to go update. So like if someone emailed me about something, just to direct it to someone else, right? Mm-hmm. And, the la- and the last time I put it there, was October of 2018 was the last time I set up one of those. Wow. So that shows you how long I've <laughs> yeah. never taken it like a personal day. So there we are. Um, so you say next week, you're going to just take the whole week off. Yep. Watch the Simpsons. Do anything yeah. else with that? You know, I might just uh, drink a beer. That's right. It's time for our favorite segment, the uh, Simpsons Beer Corner. Craig, what have you got for us this week? Well, I know the episode's called Boys in the Highland, and I was thinking, oh, I should probably get like a, a Scotch ale, but they're not really going to Scotland and the Highlands. Right. When they do go to this, uh, spoilers ahead from this episode, they encounter a goat. Nelson thinks that it's a clue, right? Mm-hmm. Like goat stands for graves of all treasure because that's what um, uh, Willie says that they'll find there, right? Right. So in a sense, like this quest is more like a, a puzzle, right? Yeah. So that's why I went with Sasquatch Brewing. Did I do Sasquatch last week? I think you did. All right. Well, they're not a sponsor, but uh, this one's not fun. This one's called Monkey Puzzle. <gasps> oh, yeah. It's a banana cream pie imperial oh. stout. <laughs> Have you had this before, Steve? No, but that just sounds so good. <laughs> yeah, it had nothing to do with this episode. I just wanted to drink this beer. I picked it up yeah. this weekend. And I was like, this. I hope there's a banana or a monkey somewhere in this episode. But no, <laughs> I have to drink this now. Um, it's also got 10.2% alcohol by volume. Oh, boy. Right. So it's a good one. Get you good and toasty. Um, I don't really have a description here for y'all, but uh, the can is in a... Uh, Mostly brown here with a little hint of yellow. So it's just uh, a picture of a monkey drinking a beer with a couple bananas. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, kid friendly. I would say so. Monkeys are always kid friendly until they rip their faces yeah. off. Sure. And I like monkeys more when they rip kids faces off. I do. Um, but uh, let's give it a go. Oh, I forgot to get a glass for this. Oh, it opens dark. Oh, it opens dark. Uh, <laughs> so what's funny is like I hate banana cream pie. Uh-huh. If it's a beer, it's fine. Yeah. Because it's not going to actually taste like a banana cream pie. But um, I don't like a banana cream pie. I love a banana cream pie. Yeah. Um, it's very, yeah, it's very dark. I think this gets on my white shirt. It's going to stain it. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> it does have like the nice hints of, uh, it's not bitter at all. It has nice hints of the banana. You can taste that flavor. You almost do get like a nice pie crust flavor too, like aftertaste. Huh. They may have, may have added some graham cracker in there. Yeah. Yeah. That's the graham cracker flavor. I feel, I feel taste. <laughs> it's nice and smooth. Goes down easy. Um, I'd say like dessert beer. This is pretty good, but I almost feel like we could, I could crush a couple of these. Really? Yeah. But I wouldn't, but I think I could. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not overly sweet. Nice. I think this is a very, very cromulent uh, stout. Uh, I highly re- recommend this one. That sounds amazing. I'm going to I'm going to find that one and I'm going to drink it. Not the one that's in your hand, but I'm going to find my own. <laughs> uh, Steve, Steve, go get away. No, ah. this is my beer. Stop. Ah. 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 What do you jerks know? That's a quality joke. What is Cressy doing here? I don't know. <laughs> Weirdo. Clown house he's running there. <laughs> All right, Steve. Uh, what do you got for us this fine, 
fine day. Well, Craig, uh, you know, the title of this episode is Boys in the Highland. And that made me think of Scotland, even though they don't really go to Scotland. So I thought that I should have a Scottish ale. And I got one. (laughs) You do what I was trying to do. Yeah. But you succeeded. (laughs) Um, From Fearless Brewing out of Clackamas. It's Oregon. Yeah, Clackamas, Oregon. Thank you. I realize that people don't know what Clackamas is. (laughs) Um, It's uh, just called Scottish Ale, brewed just for you by Ken and Bennett Johnson. How do you know Ken and Bennett Johnson? Oh, we go way back. We're uh, from Estacada, Oregon. In in Portland, we call Estacada Incesticada. <laughs> I've actually never heard that. That's uh, funny. Because that's where Nim Hicks live. That's right. Anyways, continue. I'm sorry. I'll stop. Uh, that's okay. Uh, the uh, can is kind of kid friendly because like all their cans are kind of plain looking. It's a black can and there's a, a logo with a, like a Nordic Viking kind of guy who does look fearless. And he looks like he'd be a fun video game to play. <laughs> Like I would play the game of that guy. Um, they don't have a description on the can, but but yeah, it's one of their core beers. Now I don't have enough Scottish ales because they don't make them that often, but I do like them. I love a Scottish ale. Yeah, so it's kind of a ooh, that's a really nice red color, nice frosty head. Oh yeah, it's a very caramely, very malty. Just has twenty IBUs and it comes in six uh, percent ABV, so. I could have a few of these. Like, it's not a beer that you crush, but uh, it is uh, a really good sipper. And it's uh, nice, got a nice body, fairly light and effervescent, but the, there's that hint of like scotchiness that, uh, mm. you know, they have that like kind of coats your tongue and feels like warm and cozy. Just what you need on like a day in the woods. Um, but yeah, I recommend it. <laughs> can, I, can I have a sip? Done. I finished it for you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> can I have a sip of your banana beer? Yeah, hold on a second. Ah. <laughs> It's already been drank. I hate ABD gum and <laughs> beer. <laughs> yeah, that joke you make when you're a kid. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, like I said, I love a scotch ale, so I'd probably dig that. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, this is fun. Let's uh, keep drinking. Yeah. And uh, also, well, let's go all the way back to, well, yesterday. yesterday. <laughs> um, uh, so when we were watching this episode of The Simpsons, some people were uh, probably in the box office. What was the number one movie? I said it last week. I knew it was going to be true. The Bartman. Yes, you were correct. I should have put money in Vegas. I that I predicted that the Batman was going to be the number one movie. Mm-hmm. So I take it that uh, you and I are probably the only people that in this country haven't seen it. Sounds like it. We're we're just like Russia. <laughs> No, I, I think you and I are planning on on uh, next week when you you have all that week off. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe you and I will go see the Batman up in yeah, your sounds, neck of the wood. That sounds good. Our masks ban lift will be done. The tyranny of oppression in this country will be over. Right, and we'll get to we'll get our freedoms back, and we'll go see the Batman in sounds a, great. In, a, in a in a dingy theater. Uh-huh. Hopefully, there's not a weird guy that says he can relate to the Joker this time, <laughs> like if we you, had when we saw the Joker. It's funny, yeah, yeah. If you go back to like one of our earlier podcasts, we went to see the Joker and talked about a story where uh, we watched the Joker, and this like creepy guy is like, "I can relate to the Joker. That would have been me, or something like that." <laughs> yeah, well, maybe this will have the opposite effect, and we'll meet a guy, and he's just sad because his parents are dead, and he's like, <laughs> "This gives me an idea." Wait, your parents are dead? Oh no, you can become the Batman after you watch this movie. Oh, maybe. <laughs> I hear that Robert Pattinson's performance is more of a creepy weirdo. So, I mean, I can, I can, I can <laughs> yeah. do a creepy weirdo. We got to grow uh, emo hair, Steve. Oh, oh. which, uh, by the way, be... oh, so go ahead. As I say, that's probably going to be a deal breaker for me. <laughs> well, Steve, I'll let you know. You can grow your hair back. I heard on a podcast uh, last week that 
apparently McDonald's French fries can uh, regrow hair. Oh, now not the way you want to do it by eating oh. the French fries. Apparently, like there's oh. something in the oil, the combination. There's something in the frying oil that like can regenerate hair. They've that scientists in like I'm gonna say China uh-huh. uh, have tested it on like hairless mice, and it's apparently regrew their hair. <laughs> Who comes with the idea? Is like right, let's try it. Okay, let's see our metal powder bath. What have we tried? I don't know. Greasy French fries on the head. <laughs> Let's I give think, it a go. Yeah, I think some scientists were just bored and they had a mouse and they had a <laughs> deep fryer. They deep fry the mouse. Oh, no. That's how you figure how they get the oil. Yeah, that's how we got Cohabit. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll go see the Batman. It's so funny is because I love superheroes. Batman's probably one of my top favorite characters of all time. Mm-hmm. I still, you know, I still really just don't. I have like no super interest. I don't know why. It's weird. Yeah, it, it's it's weird because it, it feels like something that nobody asked for. Like, but I mean, based on the reviews and the internet, like the internet just says this is the greatest thing since you know um, an orgasm. Apparently, yeah. So we're gonna be so disappointed. Yeah, because we have such high expectations. But I don't. I don't. I just don't know. Like, I haven't really watched trailers. I haven't. No. I just okay. I'll go see it. I just I don't. I'm DC Comics has so many other characters like stop making batman yeah exactly and like i was on board with ben affleck as batman and i wanted to see him more what it is is i i'm I'm looking more forward to the flash movie because michael keaton's coming back as batman that's 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 what you know we grew up with Mm -hmm. i just like sometimes batman to have a little bit more of a jaunty fun like yeah he could be depressing but stop being so brooding you know like have some fun it's okay you can have some fun too yeah but you know we have so many other batman things to watch you know the animated series and Mm -hmm. all the thousands of if you go on hbo max there's like so many animated movies that i haven't watched half of them and they're probably all very good but yeah right so many i like uh i like the other heroes you know i'm glad they're making like i'm more excited for doctor strange and yeah you know, I think it's cool that they're giving Moon Knight a show. Right, right. Moon, who's like the Marvel version of Batman. Yeah, exactly. And uh, SNL, great uh, Oscar Isaac's in it. Yeah. If you watched he SNL with yeah. uh, Oscar Isaac, he was great in it. It was a lot of fun. It was a weird, yeah. fun episode. All right. Um, well, we weren't, uh, Steve and I weren't watching the Batman. We mm-hmm. were instead maybe listening to the number one song. What was it, Steve? Yeah, we don't want movies. We want music. So that's why the number one the song on the Billboard Hot 100 is once again, We Don't Talk About Bruno by the cast of Encanto. We don't talk about Bruno, no, no, no. We don't talk about Bruno. Hey, to live in fear, Bruno stuttering or stumbling. I can always hear him sort of muttering and mumbling. I associate him with the sound of falling sand. I still haven't seen the movie, Steve, but who is Bruno? Pretty sure it is, uh, you know, a, a fashion designer who... Uh, annoys people bruno mars yeah it's a short musician from hawaii uh oh oh bruno yeah the nice my wife yeah, exactly okay. yeah yeah ali g ali g uh bobcat no <laughs> uh this is a 10 percent uh alcohol is getting to me steve clearly also we're up for the podcast so trust me okay or, or I, will i <laughs> i think that you will but it'll be hard to tell yeah yeah all right well Steve, let's not talk about Bruno. Instead, let's talk about The Simpsons. Sounds great. And so we're watching Boys in the Highland, in which when Juvenile Court sends Bart, Martin, Nelson, and Dolph on a wilderness trek together, they end up rescuing a baby goat from a trio of Satanists. Uh, Yeah, we're a couple of Satanists here. So uh, let's go worship our goats. All righty. We'll be right back. Today, we're 
we're talking about Boys in the Highland, the 13th episode of the 33rd season. It originally aired on March 6, 2022. It is episode 719 in the show's run. Your nerd code is UABF06. It was written by Dan Weber, directed by Bob Anderson, and your showrunners are Al Jean and Matt Selman. All right, Dan Weber. What have we done, Steve? Let's say uh, we did... Uh... Lisa the Veterinarian. Right. That's when Lisa becomes a vegetarian. Exactly. Don't win friends with salad. Yeah. Uh, is that the only one we've done? Dan Weber? Uh, I feel like we've talked about him before. Uh, we did Treehouse of Horror. Sorry, excuse me. Thanksgiving of Horror. Oh, that's right. And Love the, that one. Yeah. And we also did The Last Bar Fighter, I want to say. The, we could say it. Okay. Uh, we did The Last Bar Fighter, the last episode of the tw- uh, 32nd season. Oh, yeah. That was the uh, John Wick parody yeah right um yeah okay yeah so i guess we like dan weber right do we like well, i know we like thanksgiving horror yeah i don't remember lisa the veterinarian i don't remember it being horrible but i don't remember it too fondly either yeah oh there's like a raccoon in it i think right yeah we like the raccoon oh it was the indoor water park one yeah i remember that oh now. yeah you're right i don't think i think we questioned a lot of things yeah that's what we, we all do yeah, we question authority and people's <laughs> art. Yeah. Uh, he's also done episodes of Futurama, uh, one episode of the Napoleon Dynamite animated series. Love it. Uh, two episodes of Buffy. Oh, that's right. Buffy is up yeah. on Lover's Block. Those are good episodes. Yep. Uh, three episodes of Daria and two of Space Ghost Coast to Coast. So uh, you forgot American Dad. Oh, I did. <laughs> Everyone for- forgot American Dad. That's right. TNT is it TBS or TNT? Which one has it? Uh, let's see. We know drama, very funny. TBS. TBS. Yeah. And you know what's funny is I actually think American Dad of the Seth MacFarlane cartoons is actually better. Yeah, I think it was the best one of the of the three that he had perhaps. every time i've watched an episode i'm like this is pretty good yeah like i mean like i like it more than uh, the other guy the family guy yeah um all right dan weber it's just i know we like to say his name because it sounds like uh if you told uh werner hershog to say his name dan yeah. weber <laughs> or if you asked a, a dracula what kind of yeah. uh, barbecue girl they have <laughs> it's a weber um, so the title is Boys in the Highland, and that's, of course, a reference to the 1991 film Boys in the Hood, which they also referenced in season five's Boy Scouts in the Hood. I don't think I ever saw Boys in the Hood. Yeah, I don't think I did either. <laughs> I thought you were going, yeah, you did. Yeah, I made you watch it. I don't remember. Because <laughs> I wanted to teach you about inner city life in Southern California. Steve, uh, watch it for me. No, okay. right I still have many movies that I haven't seen. Yeah, we both are deranged individuals <laughs> because we have many blind spots. Seriously, name a movie. <laughs> Any um, movie. No, let's say uh, The Money Pit. Okay, I, I have seen that. Okay. All right, my turn. Uh, have you seen uh, Charles and the Chocolate Factory? Charles and the Chocolate Factory? No, I didn't see that one. <laughs> Isn't that what it's called? The Gritty Reboot. <laughs> <laughs> Is it Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory? No, that's actually, the... I think. Charlie is the original with Gene Wilder, which I have seen. Right. And but the book is called Willy Wonka and the Chuck. Is it or wait. the book is Charlie and the Charlie, Chocolate okay. Factory. But the remake with the Tim, Burton. Uh, Tim Burton is called Willy Wonka. Yeah. And now there's gonna be a Timothy Chalamet one. Right. Because you can't do anything without Timothy Chalamet. Wasn't Timothy Chalamet in that one movie where he like kissed Army Hammer? Mm-hmm. And Army Hammer is like, mm, <laughs> Timothy, you, you taste great. And the Timothy's like I'm wearing headphones. Yeah. And so you would think that other people couldn't hear what I'm saying, but Laura can totally hear what you're saying. <laughs> and the uh, Timothy Hammer, or Timothy Chalamet, Army Hammer. It's uh, one of uh, Laura's favorite movies. The uh, porn parody, Timothy Hammer, the porn star. <laughs> yeah. Didn't have to do much. 
uh, what's it called? Boys don't cry or boys kiss good or <laughs> call me by your name. Oh, okay, call me by your name. Boys don't kiss good. Can we isolate that? Boys don't kiss good. Boys don't kiss good. All right. Well, Steve, let's get on with this week's episode. All righty. Get it in the books, as they say. Mm-hmm. So the, the show starts and uh, Steve, it starts with the words, The Simpsons. Interesting. I'm just going to describe every single little thing here. <laughs> no, but uh, just some it's like a bagpipe version, a Highland version of the theme. And uh, camera zooms in and we're transported to like a very nice gray and dreary highlands looking springfield i really enjoy i'll say right off the bat just the color palette of this episode just yep. getting that highlands look also reminds me very much of the pacific northwest it does yeah and uh just the bright contrast of the characters and this drab yeah i was straight. thinking about how this uh really like you say sets the tone and it's also interesting how if you compare it to last week's episode where marge and homer were in the wilderness that had a brighter more warm tone whereas this is already off the off the start just a darker feel which is a interesting way to contrast the two episodes and the modes that they go through yeah it's off the chain as the kids would say indeed no one says that no. all right and we know it's springfield steve we know they're not actually in scotland because off the distance you could see the power plant the nuclear cooling towers there yeah and uh, oh, it looks like, uh, nope, uh, unfortunately, Russia has seized those. Oh, great. <laughs> oh. So then this uh, unmarked van drives up to Winding Road and it stops. The side door opens up and groundskeeper Willie, the one and only, kicks out the bad boys of Springfield, as I call them. <laughs> we got little Bart Simpson. We got Nelson Munz and Dolph Shapiro. That's right. Yeah. He tosses them out with their backpacks. Uh, Steve, I have no idea what's going on. How about we just let uh, Willie tell us what, what the hell is happening? Alrighty, let's go. Listen up, you pukes. You're only calling us that because we puked in the van. You've been sentenced to complete the Highland Trek for troubled truants by the juvenile court. So why are you in charge? Because this is my sentence from the adult court. Now watch the video. Welcome, wayward teens and aspiring criminals. The Highlands Trek will teach you resilience, team building, collective mindfulness. Get- Stupid buzzwords! They mean nothing! Just get your sorry arses to Ankle Rock by tomorrow at noon! Uh, I'm not really seeing the ankle. The ankle doesn't care what you see! I like in the video with uh, Wiggum, aspiring criminals. <laughs> I give them hope, you know, like, hey. You can still be can a better criminal one day. Yeah. Just keep on stealing for the stars. <sighs> Stupid buzzwords. Yeah. That's uh, just a paradigm of uh, the modern uh, dichotomy of uh, paradigms shifts. Steve, you're just using buzzwords yourself. Yep. Uh, to infinity and beyond. And some of my favorite buzzwords. Mine is, uh, oh, mine's a cola. Buzz cola. Oh, yeah. More relevant to today's uh, show, The Simpsons. <laughs> well, we're off to the start, Steve. Are you, are you a little sad we never got a couch gag or a yeah. chalkboard? Well, we don't we're never getting a chalkboard again that's that bit's done forever i think so i got canceled um yeah. only family guyism now <laughs> i think it's uh okay i think that this season's episodes have been so cinematic that i'll i'll trade in a, a, a nice uh, chalkboard or couch gag for more of the the story that is actually taking place all right i'm with you yeah, I mean, it is. It was fun when they would do, do like the guest artist or whatever, but uh, I'll I'll take it. Okay, more more show for us. That's right. So back to the show. Willie rips open a bag of blood sausage bites. 
and then just goes to town on them, like eating them as though it were his last meal. Just really mm-hmm. munches on those. Um, meanwhile, Dolph and Nelson are throwing mud at each other. Bart tries to fit in with the bullies, saying that this is lame and that they're there only because they're thugs and badasses. Um, instead of agreeing, though, Dolph mocks Bart's backpack, and uh, Nelson chimes in, asking if uh, Bart keeps uh, ladies' underwear in those <laughs> in that bag. Willie compliments the boys and finding the weak member of the pack so quickly, and then tells them that there's one more delinquent to join the scurvy crew. Just then, a Volvo wi- uh, station wagon pulls up, and the fourth member of the Bad Kids Club is revealed. Hello, fellows! <laughs> oh my! I seem to have turtled myself! <clears throat> now, Martin, don't forget your nightly tit check. You know how they love the little fat folds in your tum-tum. Yes, Mother? My magnifying glass and tweezers are in my toiletry pouch. (gasps) Thank you, God. You sent me a dork so dweeby even I can pick on him. Nice backpack, Martin. What do you got in there, ladies' underwear? (laughs) (laughs) Good one. (laughs) Come on, Simpson. Let's get this over with. Oh, and as you wander aimlessly, freezing, hungry, and weeping for your mothers, keep your eyes open. Along the way, you might just find... The greatest of all treasures. Whoa, treasure. This death march to stay out of prison just got interesting. <laughs> they are so screwed. Hey, Steve. Nice backpack you got there. Thanks. What's in it? Ladies' underwear? Yeah, sometimes. But sometimes, you know, if I'm buying a present for my wife or oh, if my some... washer, washing machine breaks down, I have to take it to the laundromat. Yeah, I might have some ladies' underwear or, in there. Or if you turtle yourself. You yeah. Change of. Yeah, I always thought, yeah, when turtling was when you have to use, when you have to go number two, and just a little bit peeks out. <laughs> but in this case, Martin's just on his back with his backpack. Yeah. Like a turtle with the shell. Which also makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's interesting that uh, I also like, I mean, we're make that joke of uh, women's underwear, but the, we we bring up a lot on this podcast about kid logic mm-hmm. and kid, just the mannerisms of children themselves. And the fact that, you know, Martin make, or Nelson makes the joke of the ladies underwear and then only like three seconds later, Bart makes the same joke, but they still laugh at it. Yeah, totally. I mean, just remembering as a kid, like just repeating everything someone says. Yeah, that's what comedy is, is just taking something that somebody laughed at and doing it again. That's what we're doing. Yeah. Kind of also like the Internet yeah. and meme humor, just carpet copying the same joke over and over again. NFTs. Yeah. I'm just saying Cyber buzzwords, coins. Steve. <laughs> Cyber coins. Crypto. There you go. So Willie heads off to his side hustle by throwing a magnet on his van that reads a birthday dog, your cheapest party option. I like that idea of uh, it's not branded. You know, you can't right. say it's like Mickey Mouse or, you know, a branded character. Just birthday dog. Birthday dog. And the costume looks OK until Willie pulls his out and it's all ratty and patched up. Willie puts on the helmet and uh, says, uh, woof, woof, birthday dog says happy birthday. So I know that Dan does both the voices of Homer and Willie, and I know it's hard to uh, Scott Dan Cortez. Yes, Dan Cortez, the extreme sports masterpiece. Masterpiece. Um, masterpiece. I don't know. What does that even mean? He's just uh, <laughs> a specimen to look at. Have, have I been the first person to bring up Dan Cortez's name in 15 years? Probably. There's probably maybe 15 years ago, there's somebody who's watching a rerun of Seinfeld, and they're like, Dan Cortez. In that one episode that he's on with George, but um, but yeah, oh, you're is that the person. Is that the one where he does the, all the extreme sports with George? Yeah, Dan Cortez. He's is 54. It the, well, at least he's up to being 54. Um, he was in a movie uh, called Soccer Mom in 2008. Uh, yeah, I wrote that. Good for you. 
Oh, he was in the, um, from 2013 to 14, he was the host of Guinness World Records Gone Wild. Um, he was in the Tomorrow Show um, as himself in a two-hour evening podcast that airs on Mondays and Thursdays at 7 p.m. Oh, yeah, he's he's doing all right. He was in an, in an episode of Joey. Hot in Cleveland. There you go, with the beloved Betty White. May she rest in peace. Uh, so, Dan Castellaneta, another there you great go. Dan, um, as we talked about, voice both Willie and Homer. Um, and I know that it's hard to uh, Scottish up a wolf, a wolf, a wolf, <laughs> a wolf. This is not that hard. I was just, it's, a, it's a very long way to say that uh, when Willie says wolf, wolf, it sounds like Homer saying wolf, wolf. That's all. Woof, 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 woof. See, two of those clips were Homer saying wolf, wolf, <laughs> and two of them were saying, were really, see if you can tell the difference. So a map shows the legless avatars of Bart, Nelson, Dolph, and Martin as they leave the van in a San Jebediah hill. Red dots fall behind them to show progress. To the north of them is Glen Overlook. Straight ahead is the Trickley River, and far off in the eastern distance is their destination, Ankle Rock. On the trail, Dolph, Nelson, and Bart hike, with Martin a few steps behind them. So Dolph asked Bart what he did to end up in the perp hike, and Bart says uh, he got created with some laundry pods. We then cut to a file folder with uh, Bart's photo. And the camera then shows quick cuts of photos of Bart dumping the Tide Pods in a fountain and uh, several Springfieldians being covered in the sudsy, soapy water there. One of the residences looks like it's crazy cat lady who retaliates by throwing some cats at the other townspeople. Bart is then escorted into a cop car and the final photo of his is his mugshot smiling there. Yeah. And uh, we see that he's four seven. Is that good for a 10 year old boy? I don't know if good's the right word, but I think it's pretty average. Are you going to type in on your Google, good height for a 10-year-old boy? I forgot to type the four, so it just says, is seven inches good for a 10-year-old boy? Huh, interesting results. Answer oh, so is the, uh, no. FBI might be knocking on your door. We're at about now. <laughs> oh, no. Is this, because uh, they do this bit with the photos and the music, is this like a reference to something? That's an interesting question. I don't know specifically, but I assume it's probably some reference to like uh, crime procedural type shows hmm. or something. I did see on Wikipedia, I don't know if this is related to that at all, but briefly, it was, it's been since deleted, but there's some Scottish show where there is, I, I can't remember the name of it, but in the show, teens get punishment by having to climb up the highlands like this and that's the whole show oh so this is probably what this is based on be a reference to that yeah you know i think i saw maybe selman or gene tweeted about that yeah the other day okay that doesn't sound like an interesting show to watch i don't know yeah i mean is it like a lord of the flies probably yeah it, there, I could see it maybe working if it was like, you know, does, the characters have compassion or something. But Does it end the same way as Lord of the with uh, who's the kid that got his head bashing with the rock? Was it Piggy? Was it, yeah. yeah, I think so. Watch yeah, that, that probably, scene from that movie. It's, it's good. It's a good. It's a feel good movie. The Simpsons should do that parody. Yeah. <laughs> 40 years ago. You should watch that episode again and spend a minute. Forget how it ends. How did they get rescued, Steve? Uh, I think it was, uh, let's say Mo. Okay. I'd rather have uh, James Earl Jones tell me, not you. That's that's fair. I'd rather him tell you most things. Like If he could just host this podcast, that'd be great. We get more listeners. Yeah. <laughs> this is the Annoyed Grunt Boys. He's like, I'm 96 years old. What the fuck am I doing on a Simpsons <laughs> podcast for? <laughs> what else are you going to do, James? Yeah, be Darth Vader. Yeah, do uh, the Sandlot 2 still Sandy? Weren't they supposed to make a Sandlot 2? I, I mean, think so. Or they did, but I meant like a continuation, like the kids are adults or something. Yeah, it's a, 
it's a much more dark story where uh, Smalls kills everybody. Well, it doesn't make sense because as to the end of the movie, they do the stand by me thing and say, and then he goes on to do this and they go on yeah. to do that. Yeah. Actually, now that you mention it, <clears throat> Sandlot's just like a PG less good version of stand by me with <laughs> yeah, Stephen King should sue their asses. Mm-hmm. John Sandlot that wrote it. Yeah, it's like they had they went to Blockbuster Video, rented Stand By Me and Cujo. And said, hey. And Bad News Bears. That's right. What if we got rid of the N-words that are in yeah. the Bad News Bears? Because they say that word a lot. No, they we... only say it like twice. Right. These children. And then the dog from Cujo and then the boys from Stand By Me and make it a movie. <sighs> okay. So uh, Dolph compliments Bart on his crimes, calling a juvenile, but also delinquent. Bart's heinous act was only half as cool as Dolph's, though. The criminal file of Dolph Shapiro is shown. Uh, the photos show Dolph uh, dining outside, and it appears that he's uh, looking at a purse to steal. But instead, he snatches an outdoor lamp and uh, makes a run for it. And the, cho- the cops are chasing right behind him. He's then shown in handcuffs. And finally, his mugshot, where he is shown to be 4'8", so an inch taller than Bart. In more ways than one. That's right, both vertically and horizontally. <laughs> Is this the first time we learned of Dolph's last name, Shapiro? So it's interesting. I did a little bit of research. He didn't have a name until Camp Krusty, although he appeared in the show prior to that. So not until season four. But for a long time, his name was Starbeam as his last name. And uh, and I guess it's because it's kind of like Ned, where his parents were, instead of beatniks, they were hippies. Hmm. And at age six, he rejected the hippie counterculture lifestyle. And so I think that he probably goes by Shapiro as an, an affront to his parents. And, you know, to celebrate his uh, Jewish culture, which I think they do, like, at some point talk about him being Jewish. So his parents are hippies. It's interesting that I think the logic between who they picked for the bullies to go Mm -hmm. is pretty. I think they thought this out because I'm thinking in my head, like, because, you know, you have, you know, besides Nelson and Dolph, you have Kearney and Jimbo. Mm -hmm. Well, Kearney is probably is what we we consider him age 26 because he's supposed to be the same age as Otto. Right. But he wouldn't be allowed to be in this youth excursion right right and then on the other hand then we have jimbo right mm-hmm. well jimbo comes from an affluent family so they probably just paid off the courts yeah so jimbo didn't have to be part of this yeah because you know he had to probably d- d- done something wrong right i mean you would think that they would have all done something wrong but yeah you're right it is interesting how they chose which bullies to shine and i feel like of the three non-nelson bullies dolph gets the least amount of like room to grow or to show off yeah it's good to see him be in here right i thought that was an interesting choice because he also yeah we there i think there's more things with the other kid like kearney and jimbo like jimbo the ongoing joke if he's actually balding mm-hmm. that's way where's the beanie and then of course kearney and his kid and right. being actually an adult right and then of course we had jimbo being you know uh, bart's foil in the the new neighbor episode where he tries to make out with sarah gilbert <laughs> yeah I, mean, um, I say majority of men can't make out with sarah, sarah gilbert i think that's a fair point <laughs> Oh, man, Steve, I don't know about you, but my shirt's kind of chafing. I'm going to take it off. Oh, man, now my pants are chafing. <laughs> it's funny. That episode was on the other day, and I watched it. It's great. Oh, great episode. Classic. Great ep- I love the fantasy scene where she rips off his heart, rips out his heart, and throws it in the trash can. <laughs> Just a, that, that scene always stays with me. It's so well done. I mean, because as kids, we, well, we've all been there. Yep. And as the great Natherist once said, love hurts. I also like the picture of Dolph's 
crime because the first there's like a zoom in it looks like he's looking at a woman's purse and you think right that, yeah you can steal a purse but he steals a heat lamp <laughs> good stuff i would steal a heat lamp yeah it's practical i kind of want a heat lamp for my patio yeah it'd be good for your backyard yeah all right well dolph goes on to say that he loves dining al fresco who doesn't well maybe not like when it's raining yeah uh so nelson agrees and tells him his tale of debauchery his file shows him using a bat to bust the love test remos so his is actually kind of bad like yeah i think i think dolph's is well yes like those heat lamps aren't aren't cheap and it's from like a small business so that kind of hurts the small businesses you know profit margins yeah but <laughs> the fact that he killed the love tester who as we know <laughs> eventually will be grandpa's uh, simpsons soul beans in there right and have a spinoff tv show with him and mo mm-hmm. but so he bashes up gets the quarters and then i just it's some good photo or photos too but it's like how that mo is just cowering yeah in fear just crying that his love testers and this better be canon now i want to go back and see the love tester all bashed pieces right yeah like just now out of order sign <laughs> It is funny because like Moe's dealt with some stuff yeah. and he has like a shotgun behind the bar and yeah, Nelson up. was too tough for him. A little bat. So why did, so is the theory that Nelson just wanted all the coins or was he playing with the love tester and it got him like a bad score and he got pissed off? <laughs> Maybe. And then Mo was all like, yeah, that's why Lisa Simpson dumped you. And that set off Nelson yeah. into an irate rage. And he started just took out his bat, started hitting the love tester, maybe and, broke a few glasses. And Mo, I think Mo wasn't crying in fear of Nelson. I think he was ashamed of himself because he was serving an underage kid who got drunk in his bar. It's true. And that bat was actually maybe just like uh, Mo's bat. Oh, yeah, that's possible. So he just got drunk and stole it. <laughs> it's a far worse crime. Like, stealing the heat lamp feels like a very, like... <laughs> 12 or 13 year old juvenile delinquent kind of thing to do yeah just to steal a dumb thing just for the sake of stealing it but yeah considering like doing drunken assault and battery and there's the bat in the battery exactly maybe uh maybe nelson's dad was there too maybe that's why nelson's dad was like all right i'll talk to you some but you have me at mo's right and then and that meant that meant his temper was extra like yeah he's incredibly sensitive and grew to anger quickly well we're really overthinking this aren't we it's what we do best it's i mean that's kind of a weird like why couldn't you just gone to the quickie mart and broke like uh uh, what's that video game uh devil's advocate oh yeah (laughs) i I think it's because we're not allowed to see a poo ever again right that's right he'll be back i'm sure he will all right well steve um um we see uh, nelson's mugshot now uh he's Mm -hmm. four eight Hmm. so uh i think that's mostly his hair he's probably like four seven yeah he he spikes it up a little yeah (laughs) i was like how you gonna make it look bigger he spike it up that's right Bart then wonders how Martin ended up in the ragtap group of ne'er-do-wells. Uh, but then back at 742 Evergreen Terrace, we'll see uh, what the other Simpsons clan is up to. All right. I wonder what Princey Pants did to get stuck here. Nothing. I chose to be here. What? This extracurricular activity will give me an edge with the most exclusive middle schools. Carvingsley, Thistleberry Hall. Stop being you. <sighs> Included in the shoving circle, could this day get any better? Wisteria Country Day! <laughs> hey, Marjorie. Without the boy around, maybe we could... It's a butt. Mm. And... Mm. And... <laughs> oh, homie, I like two of those things. And I'll consider the third. <laughs> <laughs> Non-problem, child! Mom, Dad, with Bart away, I can now fulfill a dream I never dared speak aloud. For one fleeting weekend, I want to live as... An only child. So to begin the clip with Martin, that story seems plausible that 
you know, I believe Martin that he would be the type that wants to do this for getting brownie points. You know, he is an overachiever. Right. And proud of it. Um, yeah. Yeah. I could see him volunteering to hike the mountains just to show that he did it. Yep. And then we get to see what the Simpsons are finally doing. It's fun. Mm-hmm. We get a B story. We get the two, you know, we talk about classic Simpsons stories. There's the A and B story classic, which is this. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, there's the other Simpsons ones where it starts off why you think you're going to do something that is goes into a way different direction. Right. Now, this like is they kinda... start off at a racetrack and then end yeah. up on the moon. On an island. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like you think the whole episode would be about NASCAR racing, but it's not. It's about uh, mm-hmm. the moon. <laughs> I think it's interesting that when Homer comes in and calls Marge Marjorie, has he ever done mm-hmm. that really? Very rarely. As cute as I like that scene, I don't like that word, that name Marjorie anymore. So, yeah, it's kind of been tainted. It's been tainted. It's like keep the word Karen is fine. I think it should just instead of Karen's, it should be Marjorie's. Mm-hmm. Marjorie's or Bobert, Bobert, Bobarts, Bobert, 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 Bobert. And so. He whispers about three things into her ear. Mm-hmm. So they're very, very, you can't really hear it well. And uh, right. I did some uh, CSI enhance audio here. So this mm-hmm. is what Homer says in the first thing. It's a butt. It's a butt. It's a butt. I hear it's a butt. What do you hear? I hear it's a butt. But maybe it's in the butt. It's a butt. Okay. It's a butt. And then he says the second thing. Um, I didn't really get uh, I hear power power Hawaii power. Hawaii Howard Howard he Maybe wants they, to listen to Howard Stern yeah so first thing he wants to in the butt mm-hmm. and then Howard Stern uh-huh. okay uh, third thing we got uh what's this one <laughs> I kind of get I wanna yeah I wanna <laughs> I want to shower do you want to hear it again? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. His, his voice goes so sing-songy. He goes... <laughs> I want chowder. Maybe that's what he says. Yeah, maybe. And Marge is allergic to seafood. Right, as we learned in the, the that episode with the Sarah Gilbert. They go to the all-you-can-eat fish place. Yeah. And she can't eat fish. Right. Even uh, what, even the what the sugar everything. packets might have. Yeah, fish. Yeah, and uh, is that th- that's not the first appearance of the sea captain, is it? No, but it's like his first real time to shine. And his name is mentioned for the first time. I think that's they mentioned. Yeah. Are we doing that? Are we doing a podcast review of that episode? Seems like we are. We should. That should be our new gimmick. Be kind of hard. It's like in every episode, just secretly review. A classic uh, let's, episode. Let's redo this entire podcast, Steve. We're going back okay. in time. We'll start again. We'll do everything that we've done. But in each episode, we'll review The Simpsons seasons one through ten or one through ten in order, but in our other po- episodes. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> right. We have to like just so, somehow make it make a connection and yeah. <laughs> yeah. So in dial our very first episode that we ever aired was dial in for Nerder, right? Mm-hmm. And in that episode, we should have talked about Simpsons roasting on an open fire. Sure. Yeah. And then the next episode we would have talked about uh Bart it was Bart or Bart the Genius. Right. No. But we can't go back in time, Steve. No. But so we got uh based on our, our detective work here, we got it's a butt. It's a butt. And- Howard Stern. And mm-hmm. <laughs> he wants to eat chowder, making right. it that Marge is fine with doing it in the butt, fine with listening to Howard Stern, but she doesn't want to have the chowder. That's right. So <sighs> we'll say Baba Booey. Get it in the Baba Booey. Baba Booey, Howard Stern's penis. Yeah. All right. So We're and just then... a couple of dicks in this this episode, right? We really are. A couple of dick boys. <laughs> Jesus. 
<laughs> um, okay. There's a new, pr- we're going to start a crime, a true crime podcast called a couple of dick boys. Yeah. <laughs> Take that Lisa. Oh yeah. Usually. She, she does still do the podcast. I think so. The small town dicks. Yeah. Good thing town is in there. Otherwise it'd be a very different podcast. Uh, um, Did you listen to a podcast <laughs> with Yardley Smith talking about small penises? <laughs> and at least check an episode. At least what? Uh, at least check out one episode just to see what. <laughs> it's like, did she tell you what to do about it or like how to make it look bigger? Is it like an advice podcast where she just talking shade about them? I'd really just want to know the lay of the land. Uh, all right. Well, maybe we can start that podcast later. All right. And so also uh, Lisa wants to live as an only child, which hmm. is uh, interesting. I mean, I guess they haven't really done that. Something like this. No. And, you know, being a middle child is probably difficult. She brings up the points, though, of how she's neglected it. I think it's kind of true. It's interesting they haven't done something like this. Yeah. But also, is it out of character for Lisa, you think? or I think it is in a way, but also I think it's uh, her. She does this from time to time where she indulges her childness. Like, yes. Sometimes it takes Bart to help her. But every now and then she just gets to be a kid and not that's, be so like Lisa Smarty Pants. And I think that's it's fun. Yeah, that's what I, how I felt about it, too. I was like, I like this. She's not being she's being a kid. I thought that's mm-hmm. great. Yeah. Uh, so Marge asks about Maggie, but Lisa informs her mother that she's made alternate arrangements for her little sister. Oh, um, and we... by the way, mm. last week's episode, we talked about where were the kids at? Yeah. When Homer and Marge were out and you said they were at Patty and Selma's and you kind of predicted this. There we go. At least one third of the kids. Yeah, they are probably a good uh, go to for babysitting, although one of them has their own kid, but well, we'll that's fine. Yeah, they can play with them. Well, I mean, they're roughly the same age, right? As Maggie, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, there's a quick cut of Maggie sitting between Patty and Selma as they watch a marathon of reality rev- renovation show Flip This Bathroom. And as Selma expresses her love of terracotta, Maggie lets out an exhausted, defeated <laughs> sigh. So she doesn't really want to be there, but she's there. Do you uh, have these... a love of uh, terracotta, Steve? Not really. I mean, it's fine. Seems too bright for a bathroom, though. Or it's too, I don't know, too earthy, too. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't put it in a bathroom. No. It seems more for outdoors, for like dining al fresco, say. Exactly. That's all I was thinking, too. Yeah. So Lisa continues her presentation with a pie chart showing the time Homer and Marge spend with each of their children. Bart and Maggie are nearly split down the middle with a tiny sliver of time allotted for Lisa. She then asks her parents to humor the middle child's most frivolous whimsy, spending the entire weekend focusing on her and only her. So Homer quickly says no because he <laughs> wants to get to that Howard Stern episode. <laughs> Nothing else. But Marge scolds him and they agree, which makes Lisa. Lisa, incredibly happy. Uh, so then Lisa asks that she be referred to as Jules for the next two days, as that's what an only child would be called. It's a weird. Yeah. I thought the whole Jules thing was weird. Yeah. So Samuel Jackson in Pulp Fiction, <laughs> Sam- only child. Famous author Jules Verne. Is he an only child? Yes. Um, yeah, that's the only Jules I know. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's not spelled the same way, but uh, singer-songwriter Jewel. Yeah. Who has recently came out as an anti-vaxxer. So there you go. Not surprising. I, I don't know. I mean, she grew up a hippie. She's got yeah. that hippie mentality. It's that weird kind of liberal hippie anti-medicine thing. Yeah. I'm just... Yeah. At this point, I don't really give a shit if you're anti-vax because I'm done with you. That's yep. everything. That's right. I agree. It's like, I'm ready. This, I mean, by the time this podcast air in the Pacific Northwest, one more day of this mass tyranny is finally over and we'll be back to normal. Sure. Everything will be just fine. It's like it never happened. Yeah. We can only focus on two things, Steve. Mm-hmm. And that's the war to end all wars. Not the first world war. This one. Right. Yeah. It's I'm a just, great war. <laughs> What war? The Great War. Oh, yeah. Uh, Star Wars. Yeah. But um, all right. So 
um, the first only child activity Jules wants to do is uh, uh, playing horsey. So she tells uh, Marge and dad to start working on their nays. And Marge reluctantly lets out a small nay while Homer has got a bit more enthusiasm. And I had to take a screen grab. There's, I'm so glad you did because I was going to mention this too. They're so creepy looking. Yeah. <laughs> but Homer, Homer's great with his nays. Yeah. Steve, I yeah. want to ask you to do your nays. <laughs> creepy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like a horse in many ways. Um, so back on the map, Inkle Rock is shown. The camera then uh, pans a distance to show the avatars of the four boys. And Nelson's symbol is uh, headbutting Martins. As they trek up the winding road, uh, Nelson leads a call and response song to keep their spirits up and bright. He asks, who still sleeps in mommy's bed? To which uh, Bart and uh, Dolph reply, Seymour Skinner. Dolph then asks, who wears a toupee on his head? And once again, the answer is Seymour Skinner. Bart's next. Wait, wait, wait. Wait. Seymour wears a wig? I think so. Oh, no. Yeah. People say that you can't tell, but you can tell. Yeah. Like what if they like raise their eyebrows and their whole head goes back? It's a sign. Uh, so Bart's next. And once again, the question is, who kisses Gary Chalmers' butt? Wait, I got this. I got it. Um, Skinner. Hey, good job, Craig. Nice. You got it. And then finally, it's Martin's turn. He does his best with budget cuts. Seymour Skinner. Oh, don't worry, guys. I got this. <laughs> what the hell was that? It's a baby goat in a cage. Yeah, okay, okay. The best thing to do is just kick it and leave. Hold on, goat. G-O-A-T. This has to be the greatest of all treasures that janitor guy was talking about. What kind of treasure is a goat? Trust me, I've done all the disciplinary courses. Outward Bound, Inward Pummel, Empathy Boot Camp. They always have stupid word puzzles, and this is one of them. We gotta take the goat with us back to Ankle Rock. Hell no. I don't trust that thing. Look at those frog-ass eyes. Which way is he even supposed to be looking? <laughs> Tough nards, goat scrote. It's coming with us. Welcome to the troubled truants. You know, Nelson's logic is sound that, uh, oh, the goat stands for, you know, the greatest of all treasures. Mm-hmm. You know, we also refer to it as greatest of all time, right? Uh, right. Yeah. Tom Brady, of course, is a goat. Sure. Also, Dolph has a couple good lines in here too. With the uh, <laughs> best thing we do is just kick it and leave. Yeah, <laughs> like... well, I really love what the hell's with his frog ass eyes. Yeah. What the hell's with his frog ass eyes? I mean, goats can be weird that way, but they're also pretty cute. Yeah, they are cute, but their eyes are weird because they're <laughs> weird. weird rectangles. But it's funny when they're like kind of like derpy looking too. Yeah, you know, their ting- tongues are sticking out, mm-hmm. and some of their eyes maybe look cross a little bit. Yeah. I, I wouldn't mind a pet goat because then I wouldn't have to mow the lawn. That's true. Or recycle. <laughs> exactly. I just throw all my cans. Here's a beer mm-hmm. can. Catch. Goats are nature's vacuum. That's right. They are the greatest of all time. Yeah, they are the greatest uh, barnyard animal. Also, what do they do? Like, like this... as a job? Like, can they get yeah, a like... job as a grocer? I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, they eat all the groceries. Um, <laughs> but like, for, I guess they make milk. Yeah, goat milk, goat cheese. Yeah, goat cheese, yeah. I actually heard that... Um, if you actually heard goats, <laughs> yeah, I actually heard goats. Wow. Yeah. But I heard. <laughs> Sorry, I just find I read. That's better. So you don't have to laugh. Uh, that's if if like the world switched to goat farming instead of like big cattle, mm-hmm. like we could easily like that would help the environment more instead oh, of wow. mass 
producing cattle and if we just you know milked goats and ate the, their meat yeah if as instead of cattle it would be actually better because i guess they don't put off as much uh like the carbon dioxide. yeah yeah the yeah that that uh that uh, the cattle do interesting that's uh that's an interesting fact i've never ate goat but i know like many other you know countries out there do yeah it's not gross to me or anything so no, i mean i've had lamb <laughs> why steve why did you eat me <laughs> good callback yeah uh yeah of course i mean you buy lamb in the stores but uh yeah. and they even say like i mean goat meat is very similar to well it's a mammal so of course it'd be similar to cattle i do really enjoy goat cheese there's like some of my favorite cheeses goat cheese so so you know this podcast let's go to a nearby farm and chop a goat's head off and then eat the meat okay <laughs> all right let's uh we'll take a field trip it'll be a very special episode <laughs> yay and we can secretly review lisa the vegetarian <laughs> uh, make sure your parents or guardian signs the permission to slip for your field trip thank you and I won't leave it on the pillow when I hop on the school bus <laughs> and I realize that I have the worst day ever and then I end up joining the, the mob. Let's just reference every other Simpsons episode except for yeah. this one, okay? <laughs> All right. Uh, I also well, like goat scrote. Back to the fun little map, the animated map there. We see the kids and uh, the goat. Let's call that goat a kid as well because that's what goat kids are called. Goat babies are called kids. Mm-hmm. And uh, they make progress, but then the, the goat gets distracted by like a raspberry bush. Uh, Bart's really liking the goat, and uh, they suggest they name him Axel. Dolph objects, saying that uh, the name Axel is reserved for uh, the metal god himself, Axel Rose. Mm-hmm. Which we all know that the heavy, the real heavy metal god is uh, is God herself. That's right. Because God, she made heavy metal. Yes. God's a woman, okay? That's right. She still probably doesn't exist, but she's a woman. <laughs> just like uh, just like our girlfriends uh, in the, yeah. when we were teenagers. They did. Yeah, the ones that, yeah, they live in Canada. <laughs> I well, my I, my girlfriend was from summer camp, Steve. Oh yeah, that's right. But, but she went to school upstate, so yeah. Utica, Albany. Albany, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> she showed me how to make steamed hams. Of course. But yeah, uh calling Axel Rose the god of heavy metal to me, is problematic for a couple of reasons. One, I'm surprised that kids are still listening to heavy metal because, you know, they like the uh, the SoundCloud rappers and uh, the Machine Gun Kellys and the... Uh, TikToks. Exactly, the TikToks. I'm making uh, buzzwords, Steve. Yeah, me too, Isn't, Doesn't Machine Gun Kelly play, like, music? Yeah, he, he does a weird, like... Metal-y type... Or not metal, but, like... It's rock. like a weird pop-punky kind of thing. He's all like, I like Megan Fox, yeah! Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Is that one of his songs? I, I think so, yeah. I like Megan Fox, yeah. And I he, had posters of her in my bedroom when I was 12, and I whacked off to them, and now I get to whack off on her. Yeah, 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 Megan Fox. Do you have liner notes in front of you? That's amazing. <laughs> Actually, I write his songs. Write oh, his songs. Okay. Yeah. That explains a lot. I'm a songwriter. <laughs> And I but, don't get paid. <laughs> nor should you, honestly. <laughs> the music is bad. Yeah. So assuming that uh, <laughs> that he that Dolph does like metal, which I guess that is a bully in the archetype, makes sense. To call Axl Rose the god of heavy metal is weird because one, he doesn't play any instruments. Two, Guns N' Roses, well, a respectable band. I wouldn't call them heavy metal. They're more like hair metal, which is a tripling point, but they're not that heavy as like other bands go like, I don't know. Maybe I'm just being pedantic. Wouldn't Slash be more of a god over Axel? Yeah, there you go. I agree. <clears throat> but I would think the the god of heavy metal would have to be, let's see here. Oh, you know who'd be? Uh, 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 what's his name? Uh, 
and Nikola Tesla. I, yeah, maybe. Wasn't it Young Frankenstein? I mean, Young Edison. No, Young Einstein. Yeah, Young uh, Einstein. What was uh? What was that movie? Young Einstein. Who played Young Einstein? Yahoo Serious. Yahoo Serious. Yes. I used to love that movie when I was a kid. I did too, and I don't remember a second. I don't one. remember. I just remember it wasn't there a scene where like he plays like metal music. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, no. Uh, Les Paul. Oh yeah. Without the electric guitar, mm-hmm. or maybe uh, if, it, if being serious, I'm trying to think. Uh, you know, yeah. it'd probably be like Paul Stanley, right? Yeah, maybe like Pete Simmons, Ronnie James Dio, Led Zeppelin. Yeah. I don't. Con- I never consider. No, I know that they are, metal. but they're not. Yeah, they're just rock to me. Yeah. Uh, what's his name from Judas Priest? Rob Halford. Oh yeah, he, he's he the goddess be. of metal. Yeah, but he's. I mean, it's still one of the best metal bands ever. I don't. I'm not. I don't really listen to metal, so I can tell. Oh, uh, duh. Agnes, Lamb of God herself. Yep, she is the goddess of metal. Yeah. Case closed. The metal band. Hey, tell us who you think the metal gods are. Yeah. Yeah, Dimebag Daryl. Uh... Yeah. Um. Oh, well, we're leaving the biggest one on the table. Oh right, duh. Tony Orlando. Yeah, exactly. He's the Osmonds. Iron Man. <laughs> oh, Iron Man. Oh yeah, duh. Sabbath. Yeah. I consider. Yeah, I would consider maybe. There's probably like pantheon of got metal gods, right? Yeah. When you said Tony Orlando, I heard Tony Stark. <laughs> that's why i said iron man oh i thought you were talking about black Sabbath, i was also uh, thinking about uh, i was also thinking about Ozzy. Ozzy. yeah that's funny how that worked out <laughs> but you know who's not the god of metal steve who's that the bart simpson no uh bart responds that uh, axel might be a metal guy because he likes eating metal right mm-hmm. so he pulls a can of hearts of palm from martin's bag and feeds the whole tin to the goat nelson states that the goat likes a nerd grub so he and Dolph dig through Martin's belongings and to find other things to feed the goat, such as uh, Martin's smoothie shaker, his graphing calculator, and of course, as every lucky boy has, his night crocs. Working on my night crocs. <laughs> I also noticed that has Martin always, is he wearing socks with like sandals? I was wondering this myself. And is that I what he always wears? Too. I think it is always what he wears, but I've never really noticed it. But yeah, they look like uh, Birkenstocks with socks on, which would be very on brand for him. Yeah. But yeah, I don't think I really noticed his footwear until this episode. So, yeah, Hmm. Hmm. he seems like a croc boy. So, yeah, it's funny. People who wear crocs like literally swear by them like they're the greatest thing. And yet I have no desire to try them on. I've also never like noticed anyone wear crocs because I don't really look at people's feet. Sorry, Quentin. Not my thing. (laughs) Looking at you, too, Eddie Murphy. (laughs) Oh, Steve, you can't do that. Uh, Sorry. And I shouldn't do a Dr. Hibbert laugh for no reason either. (laughs) Yeah. So Martin sobs and uh, Bart looks on with empathy. He suggests that they should let Martin keep some of his stuff. Nelson is surprised then that Bart is sticking up for the Dorcas and considers that maybe Bart isn't the jerk they thought he was. Uh, just then, from the fog, three hooded figures appear. They're each wearing a different animal skull mask and then gloves with bones and claws attached. And their leader is yielding a scythe. The mysterious imposing beings make their demand. <laughs> Return our sacrificial goat, or my scythe shall reap your souls. Return our goat, or die. No, Satan worshippers. Yeah, that is a uh, quite the turn. Like it, it, that was like I know it's cartoon, but that was actually genuinely frightening. Like if you were to like be in the woods and <laughs> three people in hoods and and animal skull masks, it's frightening. I think I would turtle myself. Yeah. And not the way Martin does. No, no. Actually, I wouldn't turtle myself. I'd fully tortoise myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
you get have a, a Leonardo in your pants. They'd have all the turtles fall out. Mm-hmm. And a little splinter. splinter. <laughs> yeah, depending on what you ate. All over my foot clan. Oh, God. <laughs> like, oh that last one was sure was a shredder. I hope uh, Megan Fox, a.k.a. April O'Neil, doesn't see what I did. <laughs> remember, she was April O'Neil. That's weird. Yeah. <laughs> I just remember. I don't know. What's the age difference between Machine Gun Kelly and uh, Megan Fox is probably like, what, 15 years or so? Yeah. Just imagine him playing with his turtles and then him with the Megan Fox doll. It's like, I'm going to fuck you one day. <laughs> and then he looks at uh, he was looking at the Leonardo action figure first. Right. Of course. Wasn't she in the Transformer movie, too? Oh, yeah. Transformers. That's what I was thinking. Well, she's in both. Yeah. Yeah. So he's playing with Transformers and does she even have an action figure? I bet she didn't. I bet they didn't even make an action figure for her from Transformers and or Turtles. Let's see. Megan Fox. <laughs> action, action figure. <laughs> there is. These look like bad mock-ups. Um, uh, oh, wait, these are like... oh, oh. <laughs> Um, well, there's an April O'Neil action figure, but can't tell. Yeah, it looks like they did. Huh. She was also in Jonah Hex. Oh, yeah. I remember that movie. I don't think they made figures for that movie, though. Oh, they did. Oh, they did? Okay. Yep. I know that movie has like a really bad uh, score and like it was hated, hmm. but I remember I might have been drunk, but kind of enjoying it, like at the badness of that it was. To mm-hmm. the point I'm like, this is kind of dumb, but because as a comic book fan, like, I always kind of like Jonah Hex as a character, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, other movie was terrible. I mean, I, apparently I watched it and enjoyed it, but yeah, I, I had to go back and watch it again. I did see, oh, uh, there, here is a picture of uh, Megan Fox as April O'Neil wearing a yellow parka. She has a microphone in one hand, and it looks like uh, one of Raphael's thighs in yeah. the other, but she's not holding it by the, by the handle. She's holding it by like the blade or I guess that's not sharp, but hmm. it's holding it wrong. What an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> did you ever watch those turtle movies? I think I I, I know I did, but I don't really yeah, remember. Yeah, I feel like I watched the first one and I wasn't into it. I think the second one might have been better because they got Bebop and Rocksteady. Yeah. And they teased a Krang or he was in it. I forget. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It just it seemed a little too like self-serious for me. Yeah. We'll see what and, Seth Rogen and does with the uh, turtles when he's his movie comes out. I have faith in him to do yeah. do it right. Do it right. What he did to the Green Hornet. Yeah, everyone's favorite green movie. Mm-hmm. Um, green. Do you? Are you talking about action? I wonder what actor has the most action figures. Ooh, like not. I'm not saying like Mark Hamill because he's like a thousand Luke Skywalker action figures. Right, I'm saying like different characters. Like like Harrison Ford. You know, he had a Han Solo and Indiana Jones. You know, mm-hmm. I don't think there was an Air Force One action figure, but you know, yeah, like let's see Patrick Stewart. You know, Picard, Professor X. Uh, I guess just like franchise. You said Josh Brolin, right? I mean, you said Jonah Hex. Wasn't Josh Brolin Jonah Hex? Yeah. And Josh Brolin's Thanos. And he was also, has he been in like every superhero movie? <laughs> there, there, that probably is a trivia question. Yeah, that's a really good trivia question. Sam Jackson? That, that was like one of my, my contender, but. Let me think. Uh, franchise ease. Hmm. hmm. All right. Well, well, Steve figures that out. Um, those um, hooded figures chase the boys and the goat around the map. Nelson, Dolph, Martin, and Bart hide behind a stone wall as the uh, pursuers run past unaware out of breath nelson lets out an exasperated uh, Dolph figure, figures a skull-headed creeps were satanists and this disappoints nelson because he finally gets to meet someone cool and they want to chop him in half uh, martin consults his map and finds a river near them and goes uh, right by ankle rock uh, then he notices as he puts it the dame fortune has gifted them a canoe. Uh, Dolph and Nelson hop on the canoe, but Bart is having a hard time getting Axel to board the craft there. Come on, Axel, get in the boat. Oh, forget that stupid chomp horse. 
Just leave him. Yeah, bros before goats. But you said he was the greatest of all treasures. I'm allowed to change my mind. I contain multitudes, dingus. But if the Satanists find Axel, they'll slaughter every last hair on his chinny-chin-chin. We can just walk. It'll take a little longer, but I can always use more steps on my fat bit. Walk. No way. Okay, Simpson, you gotta choose. Boat or goat? Hmm. I guess I'm with Axel and Martin. <laughs> Your funeral, nardbags. Okay, River, to Ankle Rock. It's just you and me, chum. And good news, the footbridge across the river is only eight kilometers away. <sighs> this day just keeps getting better. I like how uh, Martin uses kilometers using the metric system, right? Yeah. I don't think I really comprehended kilo kilometers until I started playing video games. I'm one of those Americans. I don't really know the metric system that well because we weren't taught that. But right. I'm mad that we don't have the metric system. Just, it's so much more logical. Uh, it is. God, we suck. We do suck. Hey, not as much as well, I was going to say as Russia, but no, it's more just their leader that sucks. Right. Yeah. It's kind of like how we looked at how the world looked at um, America 2016 to 2020 is like, don't say America sucks. Just say their president sucks. We're fine. Right. Exactly. Because, <laughs> you know, the people are just trying to get by under. Right. Uh, I would say 90 percent. Well, not 90. Uh, 80 percent. Wait, no. What was it? What was the last election? It was like 67 percent. Yeah. I don't know. Not a political. Yeah. Not a political. <laughs> Um, I, we'll get to that clip, but, uh, so according to a couple of different websites, Samuel Jackson is the winner. Oh, cool. For the action a, figure. Exactly. With 11 characters. Um, wow. Oh, geez. Can I name them? Let's see here. Okay. Right, okay. Well, I imagine they made a jewels, like we said, from Pulp Fiction. There has to be like an yeah. action figure. There's probably one, like those little retro figures that they do, but they, yeah. I think they have done those. And there's probably like an adult collectible one too yeah so then obviously nick fury mm -hmm. did they do a deep blue sea action figure line no uh what are the friends oh star wars of course mace windu mm -hmm. so i got three there um black snake moan <laughs> i could see them doing that actually but like no, a mcfarlane not... line yeah uh did they do snakes on a plane action figure they should have yeah wasn't Keenan uh, Thompson in that movie, right? He was, yeah, yeah. He's the one who has to fly the plane because he plays video games. That's right. <laughs> he plays flying video games. <laughs> I gotta watch that movie again. Was there a, a Goodfellas action figure of him when he gets shot in the head? Uh, no, sadly. Well, they probably didn't do a Die Hard one. Nope. All right, so I'll be a little bit more serious. Uh, Jurassic Park. Did they ever do a Jurassic Park figure of him? Probably not. He was just a minor yeah, character. Yeah, uh, Let's see. What about... There's a uh, big one that seems like it should have an action figure. Jackie Brown? No, but uh, you're oh, in the right. What about, did he do Shaft? I mean, yep. it has to be a Shaft figure. Is that the one? There's, that's not the one I was thinking of. But okay. Anyway. Well, he did the voice in uh, Incredibles, so he probably yep, had a Frozone. Okay. That's what I was thinking of, yeah. And the other ones are a bit more obscure, at least to me. Oh, I'm thinking, thinking. Yeah. I mean, is it another Tarantino movie like Django Unchained? Or? That's one. Oh, okay. So I'll just I'll just say any of the uh, Tarantino movies. There's one more uh, Tarantino movie character. Oh. So you got Steven from Django and Jules from Pulp Fiction. That was actually kind of surprising that they made. Oh, uh, Hateful Eight. Yep. OK. Is there a Capital One commercial action figure? It becomes in a wallet. <laughs> 
Wasn't he in the, one of those the Kong Skull Island, right? I could see yeah, them having a figure. Was that one? Surprisingly, no, although that does okay. make sense. All right, I think uh, so, that's, that's it. Okay, so the list goes The Octopus from The Spirit. Uh, okay. Which is a movie from 2008. Looks oh, like is that? Like a oh, that's a... Uh, oh, uh, uh, Frank like Miller, right? City. Yeah. 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 Frank Miller uh, based on. Yeah. Okay. Then we have, as you mentioned, Nick Fury. Yeah. yeah. Nick Fury, Jules Winfield, uh, Steven from Django Unchanged, Mace Windu, Frozone. He did very well. Uh, Major Marquis Warren from The Hateful Eight. Uh, Whiplash from Turbo. Okay. Another animator, right? Yeah. And then Zog from Astro Boy. Okay. Another animated and then, thing. And then finally, Afro Samurai. From uh, another animated, I'm assuming? Probably, yeah. I think there's a 2007 miniseries animated. Oh. So, all right. Yeah. So, 11 action figures. That's pretty impressive. You know, half of them are all voice ones. So, it's not really his likeness. That's true. But I'll, I'll allow it. But watch yourself, Commissioner. Good job. Sam Jackson having the most action figures. Who's the one who has the least action figures? I'm going to say it's uh, Roseanne Barr. Yeah. Don't say there's me. <laughs> no, you probably have one. Um, yeah. I, I just assume my Captain Picard action figures are you. Yeah, whenever I see like any like McDonald's giveaways for Charlie Brown, it's like, oh, there I am. <laughs> or, uh, oh, or, uh, well, what uh, the the Canadian cartoon that uh, Nelson mentioned? Yeah, we'll, we'll get there. All right, let's get there now. Okay. Um, one thing in that clip, Nelson says that he contains multitudes, and this is a line from a Walt Whitman poem, "Song of Myself." The full passage in which uh, Whitman reads, "Oh, do it I... in your Whitman voice." Sorry. <laughs> do I contradict myself? Very well, then I contradict myself. I am large i contain multitudes that was goofy it was a little goofy but yeah. that's how Walt women spoke what can i say yeah people that had uh back in the old days voice recording it wasn't a thing yeah. that's how they talked i mean mm-hmm. you don't know yeah abraham lincoln what he sound like or score <laughs> so he just sounds like a slower goofy ago. Well, he's taller, so he had to speak slower, so we'd get down there okay. some time. <laughs> okay, now let's hear your uh, George Washington. Oh. <laughs> Is he just meditating there? <laughs> yeah, he was very zenful. <laughs> he's really into transcendental medita- meditation. Yep, and slave owning. <laughs> um, I didn't chop down that cherry tree. Uh, so Bart's complaining about his day sarcastically getting better and better. But back at home, Lisa's day is literally getting better and better. As she finds that she's when she's playing board games, her turn comes much quicker when it's just her and mommy and daddy. <laughs> she uh, then rolls the dice for suffragette monopoly. And uh, Marge tells Lisa that she's also having fun. But Lisa uh, clears her throat to remind her mother of her new name, Jules. Marge corrects her mistake and then says that she didn't realize that they own the feminist board game. And then Lisa, and then she points to the box, which stays on there for a moment. And then Lisa explains that Marge didn't know the game because it's buried under all the games that Bart gets to play. Let's see some of those boxes. We have... Uh, never Sorry. Pranksters of Catan. Uh, Soda Land. Video game, the board game. And uh, Connect One. <laughs> I hate Connect that game Four. Well, I hate yeah. Connect Four. Uh, Connect One, you just win. Yeah, it's like, whoop, I'm done. I'm out of the board game, Steve. Which one do you want to play? Um, well, I'm I'm full of remorse, so not never sorry. Maybe uh, video game, the board game could be fun. I think that's what I'm going for too. Yeah. All right. Well, Homer lands on Lisa's protest corner, which will cost him uh, $250. He pays the game's currency to Lucretia Motts and Elizabeth Caddy Staten. Steve, who are those ladies? 
Uh, there's some third minister uh, suffragettes from the 20s, I believe, who fought for the women's right to vote, I think. A little bit, uh, not in the 20s, Steve. Uh, like Elizabeth Cady Stanton was an American writer and activist who was the leader of the women's rights movements in the U.S. during the mid to late 19th century. She was born in 1815 and died in 1902. Oh, okay. Yeah. And um, Lucretia Motts was the founder of uh, Mott's Applesauce. No. Yeah. Uh, uh, also, in a, she was an American Quaker, abolitionist, women's rights activist, and social reformer. She had formed the idea of reforming the position of women in society when she was amongst the women excluded from the World Anti-Slavery Convention held in London in 1840. Wow. This lady was born in 1793, died in 1880. So that's a long, long life, too. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Going all the way back. Yeah. You know, against anti-slavery. Wow! In the 1800s, yeah, that's impressive. And forgive my ignorance. Um, well, but also, uh, you learn something. Mont's applesauce and Quaker. That sounds good to me. Make some uh, Quaker oats and then mix it around with some applesauce. Yeah. All right. Well, you enjoy that, Steve. All righty. I'll put a little cinnamon on top. Or you just get the cinnamon applesauce and you just mix it in and you go, hey, who's this? <laughs> this you do, co-host Craig. Oh boy. <laughs> guys i'm 100 sober this podcast recording so <laughs> i'm just normally dumb <laughs> we both are i mean well besides the one beer that we've been drinking while right this podcast course. yeah yeah of course the said beer that had we talked about it's tasty it has the that alcohol content and the abuse that i mentioned earlier yeah and it had a fun can that was a little kid friendly but not too kid friendly yeah <laughs> But I also like the way the ease that Homer says those names. Yeah. And we learned about them. That's what this podcast does. We teach you about women's suffrage. Yes, we teach you while you learn. <laughs> but then he dons a hat uh, uh, covered in flowers, very much like an old timey lady's hat, right? Mm -hmm. uh, which, of course, was a style thing. So, speaking of time, uh, Lisa looks at the clock and uh, realizes that they are way behind on her list of only child activities. Their stuffed animal high tea and toenail painting party. And then Homer makes kind of a uh, meta joke of, uh, does he even have toenails? Because, you know, they're Simpsons. Yeah. Although we have seen them before and we made comment because it was kind of creepy. Yeah. Uh, Lisa exclaims, I think it was probably from this season too, the new season, 33. I think so, yeah. Uh, Lisa exclaims that their sourdough should have been in the proofing drawer 20 minutes ago. Oh, no. Uh, yeah. They should have been done their sourdough starter uh, during the pandemic. That's right. Everyone did. Marge feels that they have plenty of time, but Lisa figures that uh, Bart will be back in 18 hours and that if the bread doesn't rise, uh, Homer and Marge will just uh, see a side of jewels they never knew existed. Wow, it's threatening. Uh, so back on the waters of the Trickley River, Nelson and Dolph are having difficulty navigating. Uh, Nelson blames the oars and river, while Dolph just takes to punching the water. Uh, shivering and cold, they make it to land and see a house up a small hill. They explore further and find that the house is an Airbnb. Nelson is unaware of these, so Dolph explains that an Airbnb is when a rich person rents out their uh, extra houses for lots of money. And Nelson is quite confused by the concept of extra houses. This joke, I mean, that's that's pretty good writing there. That's yeah. what Airbnbs are. Yep. Because yeah, I mean, it's, it is silly thinking about it. it's just for the rich to get richer. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I know there is like some Airbnbs that have <laughs> yeah, but it's like oh, you can stay on our property. We have the guest house. You stay in the guest house, but we'll still be in the main house. So it's weird. Yeah. Like it's just why do they need the extra money? These rich people. Yeah. To have their extra houses, I guess. Right. It's a weird snaking in its own tail. <laughs> yeah. A hat on a hat. Indeed. Unga Pachka. I would like to, I I, I use, a, here's a free plug. I like hmm. the, it's because, you know, Airbnbs, I feel like they're, when they when it first came out, it was, it was pretty affordable. Like now they're just getting kind of too expensive, aren't they? Yeah, they are. I use 
use the app called hip camp and that's pretty cool because they have like glamping and like they do camping too but like there's also like glamping type of stuff so as in like you know they'll have places that has you know kitchens and toilets showers mm-hmm. right those are a lot more affordable and it's fun that's cool there's their free free ad hip camp hip you're camp. the hippest camp i know there you go that was their copy not mine yeah use that for code h-e-b at checkout we won't do anything but it'll be funniest <laughs> funny for us to think about yeah uh inside the two bullies are stunned with delight Nelson puts on a Dave Brubeck record and the boys enjoy a game of backgammon while sipping on a wine. No, it's not Steve. It's soda. It's a guy in the ice bucket there. Next, they sit in the hot tub, still in their bathrobes. <laughs> I think it's kind of funny. I'm um, enjoying the jets as they blasted up their, uh, their bathrobes there. Uh, they toast and share a meal. Uh, their favorite way, of course, alfresco. I like how, I mean, that joke plays off because there's the heat lamps too. Yeah. Um, also in the comment that this Airbnb just almost looks like every Airbnb ever. <laughs> yep, it's, it's true. <laughs> and um, then a bolt of lightning crashes and rain begins to fall. And uh, let's see what uh, good old Axel, Martin, and Bart are up to. My parents won't let me watch Itchy and Scratchy, but I do watch Caillou, a Canadian educational program about a bald boy fascinated by the world around him. Sounds great. Hey, my code orange nuclear cheesy things. That's my breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You know, Bart, this summer my family's going to visit Grandmother Dee Dee and her friend Carol on Sanibel Island. Mother and father said I can bring a chum. What say that chum were you? Oh, shut up. Just because we both like this goat doesn't mean I like you. I mean, come on. You're a loser nerd, and I'm King Stink. We have nothing in common, and we can never be friends. Oh, that's harsh there, Bartholomew. Yeah, what a jerk. I like how uh, going to his grandma's house <laughs> and with her friend, uh, was it Linda? Yeah. They won't tell Nelson that his grandma's gay. Yeah, her friend Carol. Carol, there we go, Carol. Yeah. Said Linda. But and then also, uh, did, did Martin's parents, they say, Martin, you can bring a chum. Yeah. <laughs> Just like that use of the word chum. Chum. Hopefully they don't go into the shark-infested waters. Oh, worst place to be a chum. Um, by the way, I am also a bald boy fascinated by the world around me. Oh yeah, the uh, Canadian cartoon uh, Caillou. Yeah, I heard it's like uh, pretty annoying. Like parents hate it. Yeah, that's. Uh, I've, I've seen a couple episodes a long time ago, and yeah, it's. Uh, I think the mom is voiced by uh, Edie McClurg from uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off and a million other things. Um, but yeah, the the show itself is not horribly annoying, but the boy is just really needy and dumb. <laughs> well, Steve, come on. He's bald. He's got cancer, doesn't he? The, the, yeah, but come on. Make a wish. <laughs> I wish to be an American. <laughs> make another better wish, maybe. Oh. Uh, maybe just keep on being Canadian. Um, okay. <laughs> I liked when Axel ripped up the uh, cheesy things dust because it's a nice callback to uh, last week with uh, yeah. Homer's Homer's cheese cheese Cheeto dust. I sure hope they have a Cheeto dust next week. Yes, and a Cheeto dust buster as well. <laughs> uh, so Bart's arms off and Axel follows behind him. And back at the homestead, uh, Simpsons homestead, Lisa, or sorry, Jules, is uh, gorging on some ice cream straight from the tub. Marge tells her to slow down, but Lisa resists, saying that Bart always eats all the mint choco smash, and she doesn't get any. She then remembers that it's time for her only child beat poetry. Okay, Mom, you're on bongos. Dad, you snap. A room to myself becomes a womb to myself. A solitary tree in this only child family. Not lonely, but singular. Ya dig? Okay, okay, okay. 
<laughs> Next activity. Hey, we didn't get to do my poem. <sighs> There's no time. We still have daddy-daughter piggyback ride. <laughs> Giddy up! <laughs> oh, this is great. It's so great. I'm finally an only child. <laughs> faster, faster. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh, Jules doesn't feel so good. Oh, I'm sorry. That's okay, sweetie. All my best nights end with throwing up, too. Poor Lisa, just puking all. Poor Homer, really. The uh, very graphic. Yeah. I took another screen cap. I'll probably post that on our social. Yeah. But like, I like I the... Am... Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, I like the consistency that it's green like the uh, ice cream. Yeah, I was going to say, I can only imagine how that feels like puking up cold ice cream, and it probably feels a little cold still. Yeah, but uh, there should have been little uh, uh, black chunks in there for the chocolate chips. Yeah, pretty gross. Um, But Homer did have a poem that he wanted to read. Right, Steve. I'm going to let you read it, but I'm going to play some bongos. So you can All right, the... cool. All right. Another wrapping tomato by Homer J. Simpson. There once was another tomato, the son of a wrapping tomato. He wrapped really smart with all of his heart. And then, who cares? He was famous. All right. All right. That wasn't that good, Homer. No. What did you think of my bongo playing, though? That was very good. You're. You've got a career in coffee houses for life. What, cleaning the uh, bathrooms? Yeah. Okay. Who, who pays a bongo player? <laughs> who needs you know Tito a Puente? <laughs> he did. I mean, that's right. Tito Puente, he did. Big hit. <laughs> uh, we have fun. We do have fun. Uh, all right. So uh, in the still of the night, <laughs> what, is this the beginning of a poem now? <laughs> I was that a boy's two men? <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, Nelson and Dolph snore in their same bed wearing the soft robes. Their sweet slumber is cut short, though, as the Satanists stand over them, the leader asking in a monstrous voice, where be your goat? Nelson screams, and the two bullies try to make a break for it, but the other two cloak figures grab them. Nelson, nearly in tears, explains that the other two losers have the goat. Nelson and Dolph are then banished to the dungeon, which, of course, is just the basement in the Airbnb. Um, and they're locked down there. Dolph notices that there's old lawn chairs. Oh, no. Uh, so on this podcast, we talk a lot about how Martin and Nelson will eventually end up together as lovers. Woo. And I have a theory, and maybe oh, it might be Steve. dumb. Thank you. That maybe, just maybe, in the Airbnb, Dolph and Nelson uh, messed around a little bit. And because, you know, they were having a grand old time and they were in bed together. You think they were had a little too much of the Coca-Cola and exactly in the hot tub. Yeah, maybe they maybe they alfrescoed each other. That's <laughs> eating out. Um, oh. <laughs> and, you know, maybe they've been a thing for a while. But maybe later on in this episode, when uh, Dolph doesn't show a lot of courage, that's a turnoff for Nelson. And then he sees uh, Martin to be more heroic. I think that, that this could be a, a turning point, as we like to say. Yeah, I think in so. Many episodes. Uh, one where it was Nelson did beat up, or Martin beat up Nelson mm -hmm. with his shirt off. Right. Uh. Just different moments of respect that, like, they keep on crossing paths. And uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. All right. Well, far off in the hills, Steve Bart sits by the fire. Next to him is Axel, who is fast asleep and tied to a tree. And Bart tries to make amends with Martin, but Martin, you know, he's just not having it. So, what time tomorrow do you think we'll make it to the rock, buddy? I'm not your buddy. I don't have any buddies. Oh, well, you could. Just pretend to like stuff regular kids like. Dial down the dork a little bit. 
You think it's that easy? You don't know the hell I'm living in! My parents have me in a pressure cooker! Classical Greek club! Waltzing lessons! I'm going to explode! And I have problems, Bart! Scary problems! I see two therapists! They email each other about me! And I'm on drugs! Focusing to help me focus! Somnicrank to help me sleep! I hope you take those with food. And don't forget Intriganol to lift my spirits! Because they're low, Bart! Ever so low! Dude, you're freaking us out! And I didn't volunteer for this juvie jaunt! Like you, I was sentenced to it! Because of what I did! Oh man, Martin... Oh snapping losing it there well crazy yeah. I, I gotta say this uh it's pretty pretty good uh, yeah. uh gray who, who's the uh, new voice of uh, martin gray delisle gray delisle yeah i think we heard gray do uh martin just a couple lines from previous episodes but this they uh, she really nails down i think martin in this episode yeah and uh of course, Rusty Taylor, who voiced her previously, passed away in 2019. But yeah, I think that this this scene is such a good like performance by her. It's also and, w- well written dialogue because yeah. it makes you know Bart does this all the time. You know, in other episodes, he does it with Ralph. You mm-hmm. know, like he wants to look cooler, and then when he's alone with the person, when like the bullies aren't around, then he's nice to them. And you know, Martin calls him out on his bullshit. I like that. Yeah, and it's just a very like human on the scene too. Like it's this season is like all about like emotional development, <laughs> right? And I think it's kind of cool. Like they don't have to be that like deep or explore it like that, but they do, and it it, it feels earned and honest. And I really respect that. Yeah, uh, the characters are growing. Yeah, that's true. And just like the that this is like a common thing with a lot of parents take, you know, use their kid and make them do all these extracurricular things and try to do them for the best. And the, the kids can't just be kids, you know? Yeah. Martin does. But I think it's important that you have yeah. Yeah. Feel you feel bad for Martin in this episode. Absolutely. Um, also a bit of trivia. Uh Martin mentions that he's on Focus In, and that was first mentioned when it was given to Bart in season eleven's Brother Little Helper, where he uh hears like the MLB satellite talking to him and all that, mm-hmm. uh, which we discussed way back in our 35th episode which was in september of 2019 wow wow yeah wow wow i kind of remember it vaguely yeah uh so we then go to martin's file and we learn that he threw a rock through a pharmacy window his voiceover explains that he broke into the pharmacy to steal more drugs because he still wasn't focused enough to please his parents there's never enough focus for gareth and gloria Um, is that their names i think this is what we're learning yeah i don't know that at least on our show we've learned that gareth and gloria are their names but yeah it's interesting news to me gareth gareth prince gloria prince yeah bart is impressed but martin's diatribe isn't over yet whoa you may not be cool but you're psycho and that makes you kind of awesome your words of praise are but honey drizzled on bitter greens huh you're only nice to me when no one's around which makes you worse than a bully it makes you a coward and a conformist you're not a rebel or a bad boy (laughs) you're nothing but a follower come on axel let's go Axel, no, you can't choose him over me. Yeah, that's the scene I was talking about. How yeah, Mark call, Martin calling out uh, Bart's bullshit. Yeah, for he is like a, a lifetime of stuff too. Yeah, yeah, a, a coward and a conformist, which is uh, it's pretty rough. rough. Yeah, Bart, you suck. Yeah. Also, uh, 
if you look at the bully's crimes or the the four crimes committed, Nelson is like committing like adult crime, like stealing drugs from a pharmacy. That's like Martin, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, it's like that's like the first episode all over again. Um, it's that's pretty serious and pretty bleak too, as to why he's doing it, just to get his parents' approval. Yeah, out of all the crimes. Like Bart's is the least harmful. Yeah. And then I would go with Dolph's mm-hmm. stealing the heat lamp. And then, yeah, I go with, I hmm. no, yeah, Martin's is the, the worst. And then yeah. Nelson's. But maybe at some point they commiserate over their yeah. various crimes. All right. Well, the following morning, Bart is awoken in his tent by uh, the kisses from Axel. And he loves Axel there with his wet, slimy kisses. Oh, but Bart soon discovers that uh, he's dreaming because those aren't the goat kisses. He's actually covered in slugs. Yeah, Bart jumps up, causing his tent to fall apart. He brushes off the uh, slugs of his face and then remembers the situation and finds himself in. He's been ditched. He's lost. And the only people looking for him are the Satanists. Yikes. Uh, So in the Airbnb dungeon, Nelson pleads to his uh, captors to let him and Dolph out, promising to do Satan stuff for them. Dolph suggests that uh, Satan stuff is growing pointy beards or... uh, Drawing them with eyeliners. Drawing on them with eyeliners. Uh, the Satanists make their last request for the goat. And then uh, back at 742 Evergreen Terrace, Lisa wakes up, surprised by her surroundings. I ask you a final time. Where is our sacrifice? We told you. We don't know where the goat is. Then prepare to die. How? <laughs> What time is it? What happened? Oh, sweetie, you got a little overexcited and barfed yourself to sleep. Wait, I spent all night sleeping in bed between mom and dad? Center spoon? It doesn't get more only child than that. Wait, there's still time for us to do a gender-blind production of The Crucible, whatever those words mean. Kind of a Jules thing. Right now, I'd kind of rather just stay in bed and be Lisa. Hmm. <laughs> like in the beginning of that clip of uh, Prepare to Die, and Martin's like, Ow! Or yeah. Nelson. <laughs> Why do we always confuse Martin and Nelson? I think it's the names being so similar. Yeah. Because they're like two syllables and they both uh, end in N, and M and N also sound similar. So Martin, Nelson. And M and M also likes mom spaghetti. Right. Martha, Mar, Mar, Martha, Mathers, the real MC. Martha, Mar, Martha Mathers. Yeah, Martha uh, Mathers. Martha, uh, can't I can't I can't it's, word speak. Word speak is uh, not good. Easy. Uh, did you ever have again? Again, Lisa just being a kid and throwing herself to throwing up, throwing herself up to sleep. Like that's just. Uh, yeah over over its stimulation as a child like i remember one time specifically kind of the same thing was i I don't know how it was maybe maybe like i think probably lisa's age like eight or nine and going up to see a mariners game and then just like there was so much stimulation that day of being in seattle you know you're out of you know just doing a lot of things i'm getting ice cream and candy and all that stuff and i just remember like back at the hotel of the long day of exciting stuff I ended up throwing up at night, but as a dumb kid, I don't throw up in the toilet. No, I threw up in the <laughs> sink. Oh, God. So my mom had to stay up and clean it up. Oh. <laughs> you know, it's chunky, too. So, yeah. yeah. What a dick I was. <laughs> I threw up in the sink when the toilet's like right there. Right. Yeah. Oof. <laughs> Steve, you have any good vomit stories? Um, I do remember going with my brother to like the state fair or something like that, or probably the Rose Festival is probably what it was. Mm-hmm. But it's just that classic thing of going on, uh, like you're eating like hot dogs and popcorn yeah. and ice cream, yep. and then you go on a ride 
and it's like a lot of bad food and a lot of movement and a lot of excitement. Mm. And I, I think I puked um, out like outside of a driving car. So like the car was moving and I think I just went out the window as, a, <laughs> as we're speeding down the road and puked, probably staining the car and the poor car behind us as well. I think I had a similar thing with a, a fair, but it wasn't, I wasn't nine or two. I was like in middle school uh-huh. and again, eating junk food and I was on a ride with, uh, I don't know, you might, I don't know if it was with you. It might've been with you. I, I don't know. But um, anyways, we're on the, the what's the, is the, the octopus, right? The one yeah. that goes up and down twirls. Well, I was on it and it's fine, but they, the, you know how like they unlock the thing and you get off. Mm-hmm. Well, like ours did unlock. So we had to ride it twice. <laughs> and then after that second time, I'm like, all right, no, I can't do this. And I stumbled off and like, like puked behind one of the tents, <laughs> like, you know, like the game tents. Yeah. So there really, really wasn't anyone like there <laughs> to cease, but yeah. Right. <sighs> I think the last time I vomited was a few days ago and had nothing to do with alcohol or drugs. Yeah. Just, I woke up one morning feeling n- nauseated mm-hmm. and getting ready for work. And I'm just like, I feel like I got throw up for some reason. And I started puking. Yeah. I, I don't remember the last time I vomited. I was actually going to ask that because I feel like as an adult, it's been a long time since I vomited from alcohol. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, every now and then I just have a day where I was like, I think I need to throw up. I mean, I probably had like a flu or something. Maybe I yeah. had COVID. <laughs> Maybe. Is it was vomit? Is vomiting the thing you do? I think nausea could be. So yeah, yeah. I don't know. I I mean, the only thing I could think of was like the night before. I felt like maybe I overate, but yeah, I don't know. Again, I didn't. I didn't drink or anything. Mm-hmm. So there we are. Yeah. I mean, and before that, the last time was I legit had food poisoning. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah, that's horrible. So that was you know everything both ends. Right. Yeah. And it's good. It's best to have a bucket for the mouth and sit on the toilet, not the other way around. Absolutely. <laughs> But uh, but I was so sick. I I had the bucket for the vomit, but uh, I used the sink for the diarrhea. <laughs> I called my mom and said, "Can can you come clean the sink up for me?" You hate sinks. Yeah, it was really weird because my mom's been dead for like twenty yeah. years. <laughs> you had a seance. <laughs> I got the Ouija board out and said, "Clean the shitter sink." Thank you. Like oh, I'm sure, like ghosts can uh, clean up the poo. Ghosts, come yeah. on. If you want to be if you want to be a ghost in this house, you gotta. Do something. Yeah. And what is food or what is poop? (laughs) Not the ghost of old food. Exactly. All right. Welcome back to shit talk. (laughs) I missed it from last week. Yeah. Um, So uh, back with the Bart and stuff. Uh, The Bart. The Bart. The Bart. The Bart. The map shows Bart's figure running in a triangle around a group of trees, clearly lost. Around and around he goes until finally finding a new path. He tells himself that he doesn't need Martin. He can find Ankle Rock on his own. He then opens up his compass and asks it which way he should go. (laughs) When the uh, compass doesn't reply, he holds it up in the air, hoping to get a better signal. I love the idea that Bart has no idea how to use a compass. Kids, do they even know what compasses are? I don't think so. Yeah. Certainly, they certainly don't know what moral compasses are. Oh, yeah. Uh, frustrated, he uh, throws the compass over his shoulder, shattering it. Bart continues on his path and he steps in some poop, but it's not just any kind of poop. See, if I can't believe we're talking about poop here, I don't like talking about this kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, I know how much you hate it's it. It's so, so gross. But it's nuclear orange poop. It's just like those uh, cheesy things that axolate. It's the goat shit, man. That's what Bart says, right? Yeah. I caramba. Um, yeah. It's a leading the path to Axel and Martin. So Bart follows the dirt pathway, jumping over logs and running faster and faster. But then he makes a shocking discovery. Martin! Martin! Oh my god, he's dead! Uh, oh. oh, you're alive! 
Man, you're a heavy sleeper. <sighs> that would be the Somnicrank. Listen, man, that stuff you said to me, you were right. I shouldn't care what those bullies think of me. Well, I'm glad you've learned that their approval is meaningless. Help! Satanists are gonna kill us! Oh my god, I've gotta save those bullies. Then they'll think I'm awesome. Then they'll think we're awesome. Ooh, that's frightening stuff. Hmm. So the Satanists have tied up Nelson and Dolph below a contraption made of wood, gears, and a blade swinging on a pendulum. It's about to cut them like deli ham. As the blade nears, Bart and Martin attack. Bart armed with a slingshot and Martin with a camping chair. They attack the sa satanic kidnappers. When one of them yells, cut. Hmm? Like cut their heads off? Perhaps. Well, he takes off the mask and reveals, oh, it's just a dumb college kid, Steve. Oh, boy. He tells the other Satanist, Madison, that she can turn off the voice-changing app. Madison removes her skull helmet and clicks her Bluetooth earpiece. She complains that the kids ruined their shot. Behind her is bar equipment from the Springfield Elementary Film School. Martin realizes that uh, this is all just a movie and finds that they are something far worse than Satanist, Steve. <gasps> they are film students. Ew. Yeah, gross. Uh, Nelson points out the only thing worse than nerds are film nerds. <laughs> Possibly podcasting nerds. That's true. Adolph's cousin went to a film school and now he walks dogs for a living. <laughs> uh, Madison's upset and uh, kicks the torture device. Stupid kids! Now we'll never get into Splatterfest, let alone win the Palm de Gore. Go! 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 You knocked the blade off its track! Those little dudes are gonna get sacrificed for real! Now we're getting the performance. That's the fear. Oh, that crazy blade's going everywhere. What do we do? The movements of the pendulum may seem random, but it actually swings in the exact pattern of Strauss's Blue Danube. Bart, waltz with me! So uh, Bart reluctantly takes Martin's hand, and they dance around Dolph and Nelson, missing the blade each time it swings near their heads. Martin dips Bart, allowing him to untie the bullies. The four boys run to safety, and Madison uses her film to her phone to film the the whole event, thinking that she can miss uh, that she can't miss this. She just has to add the uh, kids and the kids' corpses in post. Kids just and vodka. Axel. Yow. <laughs> Just then, Axel jumps up and grabs her phone and swallows it whole in one bite. Uh, they lo they've lost the entire movie, and Madison has lost her temper. My footage! My beautiful fake found footage! Oh, I can't go back to selling essential oils on Facebook! No one knows what they are! <laughs> so then the Popo showed up and hauled me away! I hate the Popo. Prince, you're a certified pre-owned badass. I was sure you'd get lost and eat the wee fat one, but you made it. And that earned you the greatest of all treasures, and it's right behind you. It's the land you traversed, the journey you made, and the character you built. Are you freaking kidding me? That's not treasure. That's garbage. Nature is garbage. <laughs> Love that. That's garbage. Nature is garbage. Yeah. I like how the we've talked about before animals on the Simpsons. A lot of like later seasons, the animals act more human than mm -hmm. their actual animals. This one is great because the goat just acts like a goat, except for the last part where he does the ha ha. But I think that's it's 
it's acceptable yeah. in my my opinion. Yeah, it seems just like learned behavior. Yeah, he kind of he, like everyone does the haha. He just kind of looks and does. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Loved it. Yeah, I really like Axel. Yeah. Nelson and Dolph start uh, to kick Willie's van, causing the birthday dog head to fall out, which Bart kicks. Uh, Martin's parents then pull up, telling him to get away from the bad kids. His dad tells him he's late for his violin lesson. Oh, and by the way, he starts playing violin now. Uh, Martin looks at Dolph, uh, Nelson, and Bart, and he tells his father that they are bad kids, just like him. And the bad kids ride in the van. He then tells his parents that that if that makes them nervous, they should take a pill. Ooh, Yeah, all the boys start laughing. They get in the van, and then Axel even bleats out the driver window. Uh, The van drives off into the sunset, and credits begin to roll, Steve. It's... It's over. The episode's over. Well, Craig, I don't know if you noticed, but those credits happen to be in a white text. Oh, my. So we're not done yet. So uh, we go back to uh, the Simpsons household where Lisa is sitting with Marge and Homer in the living room while Maggie crawls around behind Snowball 5. I did some research. We're on Snowball 5 now. All right. Thank you. Uh, grabbing her tail. Homer tries to rescue the cat, but the cat jumps on Homer's face and Homer jumps off stream, uh, screaming in pain. Bart skates board by in his underpants, enjoying that tub of mint choco smash. And as the chaos ensues, Lisa looks uh, fondly at her tablet, which shows her, Marge, and Homer in his frilly suffragette hat, as they have a tea party with a text only child memories above the pic. She then scrolls through to see some other pics, uh, such as Homer and her enjoying a dessert, the family staging a gender-neutral production of The Crucible, her beat poetry, and the three of them watching Little Women on TV. We then see Homer performing his uh, rapping tomato poem in a tomato costume, and Lisa finally with her parents in bed. Axel chews on the couch, the family runs around chaotically, and that's our episode. All right, Steve. Let's go ahead and think about what we've watched and then I come back and summarize those thoughts into word language. Sounds great. I like word language. We'll be right back. All right, so you welcome back. Let's do our usual. All righty. Talk about our favorite scenes from the episode, some of the jokes, maybe a most valuable jokester, and we'll find out what we're watching next week. And of course, you know, what we really thought of the episode. But first, we like to talk about uh, something visual from this episode that we could brand on a shirt, a tattoo, a poster, an action figure, you know, anything that from this episode would be merchandise. Sure. So let's get our merchandise bag out. And uh, Steve, what do you got for us? I want a t-shirt with uh, advertising the fine services of Willie and his birthday dog <laughs> services. So it would just say birthday dog with a picture of Willie and it would say uh, the cheapest, the cheapest they can afford. With the uh, ratty dog head or? Yeah, ratty dog yes. head. That sounds fun. Um, yeah. I'm going with t-shirt as well. Nice. Uh, I, I kind of have a mock-up here in, in the show notes, so you can't see this, but it'll be oh, posted. yeah. It'll be posted That's... on our social medias. I want um, all four of the the kids' uh, mugshot photos. That's great. Almost, almost looks like an album cover, you know? Just put that yeah. on a put that on a t-shirt with uh, Bart and Martin and Nelson and uh, Dolph Shapiro. Yeah, so that's that's what I get for that shirt. That's a great shirt. Yeah, I, I I would wear that. Would you have any text on it or just keep it as it is? No, just as is. I think that works. Yeah. Or maybe what do they call themselves? Something. Uh, I call them the Bad Boys Club, but that's not what they call them. You say like the Highland Highland Boys or yeah, the Troubled Truants. Sure. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that'd be my shirt. Um, what about uh, did you have uh, favorite jokes or scenes? Yeah, I really like. Well, the best scene of the episode for me was when uh, Martin loses his shit. 
not particularly it, funny, but but uh, and, and for writing and yeah, yeah, performance and writing, and, yeah. yeah, that's just such a really well done scene. Um, I know the Simpsons are like nominated every year for like an, an Emmy, and I don't know what they constitute as to what to nominate, but to me that seems like a Emmy worthy performance. Yeah. Um, but I really like uh, just some of the the bully speak like. Uh, tough Nards Goat Scroat from uh, Nelson. Um, I, I think I read on Twitter that one of the writers was surprised that they got a, away with uh, Goat Scroat. But I think my favorite line of the whole episode is from Dolph. And it's, look at those frog ass eyes. <laughs> Just makes me laugh. I like his uh, last quote, too, of... Uh, nature is garbage. Yeah, nature is garbage. Um, I think Dolph is the most valuable jokester in this episode. Close to Axel. Axel's good, too. Very good. Yeah. You know, Axel's also talking about the goat. Like, just kick it and go. <laughs> like, <laughs> funny stuff. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, we also have... Lisa being fun as just a kid mm-hmm. in the B story. And I'd like that Homer and Marge are like kind of indulgent with it. Like, you know, they could have had like a fun weekend on their own because they assume that Lisa would just be in her room reading a book or whatever. Playing her saxophone. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I like the fact that they went along with it just for once, you know, like let her be, let her be Jules. They're being good parents, you know? Yeah, exactly. They gave up listening to Howard Stern, butt sex. And uh, clam chowder for Lisa. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Let's just get into, I guess. Um, yeah, sure. Like, well, I'll start with the B plot. I think it's kind of good. Like, it's interesting. Like, it's something yeah. they haven't done. Uh, because then Homer, Homer, this whole season has been a pretty decent father. Yeah, he hasn't been like much of a jerk ass. Of course, he, you know, the beginning when she's like, let's do this. And he's like, no. But then Marge, of course, is like, no, we will. And then he getting into it. He doesn't complain. He even Mm -hmm. writes a poem, you know, when they do the poetry stuff, plays the board games, you know, gets vomited on, but doesn't end up strangling her. Like if that was Bart, he probably would have strangled her. Right. He's him. I mean, if it was me, I probably would have started vomiting, too. Exactly. Like, great. Kids vomiting on me. I'm going to vomit now. Um, That's more of a family guy joke, though. But Mm -hmm. um, it's an interesting story. And again, we talked about how Lisa... It's just being a kid and it's fun to see that side of her, not her being the brainy kid or, you know, being the one who's trying to fix something, but just calming down and just being an eight year old. Yeah. And the main story, I guess, you know, you said it comes from a Scottish show, right? Is it actually? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's interesting because it's kind of not a trope, but a we've seen this before with Bart being friends with Ralph and then the bullies, Bart trying to be cool with them. And now it's with Martin. And, you know, we've seen him obviously hang out with Martin before and they've all hung out. The the goat subplot with the Satanist, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like maybe that it was just the film student thing. I mean, I'm not saying disappointed with that was the, the result. Uh-huh. I was kind of almost hoping more it was like still part of like the scared straight type of program that they're in. <laughs> oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, but it's just the, the happenstance that it was just the film crew of college. Like, in reality, if some kids stole a goat that was meant for some college kids and they're, you know, filming a movie, they're hey, that's for us because it's supposed to be a found footage. But there are kids that don't know. Like, it's just a weird, like, non-consenting thing. Like, I'm, I'm thinking too literal of this of like, yeah, the kids wouldn't be allowed to, to film that kind of thing. I don't know why I'm talking about the legality <laughs> of the, the, the plausibility but um i think it's it's an interesting t- I, I don't know if this episode is like my favorite of the season mm-hmm. i think visually it was stunning just because of the drabness that they kept going and we talked about at the beginning of this episode i think the martin calling out bart's bullshit is great you know we're going on an adventure it, it, it kind of does feel like last week's episode with bart or with homer and marge doing their adventure and we mm-hmm. even kind of joked about this is, this is like bart's adventure uh, sadly we don't get a least adventure her adventure was just trying to be a, a single uh, an only child right 
I don't think it had the, the 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 most of the ha-has, but I think what's great about this season so far and this episode in particular is they are willing to like just just do something different and it's something yeah. we haven't really seen before. That's what I appreciate about this episode. Um, <laughs> trying to be like a squirrely uh, Dan. Squirrely Dan there. Um, but, you know, again, I enjoyed it. Not as much ha-has as previous episodes. And uh, it's just it does feel kind of in a way back to basics, like old school Simpsons storytelling, where it's not the same story over and over again. Yeah, I give it a positive. Uh, like Axel is a goat. Very cute goat, by the way. That would be another good T-shirt. Just oh, yeah. or tattoo. Um, so goats can live up to about like 18 years. So out of 18, I'll give this episode uh, 14. 14 out of 18. That's the first score. First thing about this episode that I want to say is that it's paced very interesting. Like it, it doesn't like waste any time from the get go. You're in an adventure with uh, Bart and uh, Dolphin Nelson, and it just keeps on going. Like it, ne- it feels to be kind of fast paced. I'm not saying it rushes. I just think it's interesting how quickly the episode goes by. And yeah, once again, we're not finding a ton of hilarious jokes. I mean, there are so- a few more than last week. I just really enjoyed the journey, the adventure that it took. I was genuinely surprised by the Satanists when they first appeared. I thought they were a very interesting choice. What do you think that was the the resolve of the, those the Satanists? What do you think it really was? Like when I first saw them? Yeah, you know, it wasn't going to be actual Satanists. Yeah. I assumed it was Willie. That's what I thought. That's what I was leading to. Like, I thought it was yeah. Willie. I thought it was Chief Wiggum like, and the whole scared straight program thing. Yeah, I, I was thinking Willie, Skinner, and Chalmers. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. But but yeah, uh, Wiggum makes sense too. Actually, more sense. I, I really enjoyed this episode because I thought that when we talk about like the, the lesser episodes of The Simpsons, we talk a lot about like big, dumb risks and big action stars and, or big uh, like celebrity guests. And, and we know we kind of wish for a smaller, more Simpson-y Simpsons. And I think that this does an interesting thing of being very Simpson-y and like all the characters are true, but also it is a fun adventure that they go to a place that they haven't gone before, still in the world of Springfield. And I think that's nice that they stayed there. Um, also, the character development of Martin is really interesting because it feels so real and honest and not cartoony. And I think that's really good. Yeah, this might not be the best episode that we've watched this season, but I still think it's fun. And I I think that parallels between Lisa just getting to be a kid and, you know, Martin kind of learning about himself and kind of growing up a little bit is a fun parallel. And I, I don't know, I think it's really a well-written and well-crafted episode. Like the plot, the plotting is a lot of fun. So I think, uh, you know, I would say it's a watch. Homer had to pay 250 suffragette bucks uh, to Lisa. So I'm going to say I'm going to give this uh, a 210 out of 250. You know, what? another thing I was thinking about, too, is the just the back to back from last week's episode of this. I feel like it's too similar. The storylines. And maybe that's what I'm thinking. Like, yeah, how, you know, Bart's out in the wilderness. And then last week, Homer and Marge were out in the wilderness. Right. Yeah, that is a weird choice. Like if they um, would have saved it for move it down or up, you know. Yeah. Based on the nerd code, it looks like um, last week's was uh, two before this one. So there was originally planned to be an episode in between. Oh, okay. But there, it, it is there. It is interesting to have two Simpsons episodes where they just go on an adventure. But I think they're varied enough that it's right. But yeah. And again, I just said like I did like the beast B Lisa storyline. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so my- I. I just think that I still I say it every week now, but the way that this uh, season, even though the two episodes that we just watched are similar, mm-hmm. every episode is so different from each other, right. at least in tone and like the way 
I feel like each writer gets its own voice. And I feel like every episode feels like more of an accomplishment. Like they seem like such big standalone things from week to week. Yeah, I think this is definitely out of the Dan Weber episodes that we reviewed. I still think Thanksgiving, of course, you know, my favorite of his, but this is definitely close second. Yeah. Well, Steve, uh, I guess we're still on positive side on season 33. I think so. And uh, will that continue? Let's find out by what's or what we're going to watch next week, because we have another new episode. Right. So recently uh, you've been giving me the title. Right. And I was unaware of the plot and I try and figure out what it is. So I'm going to turn the tables and do it to you this week. Thank you. So, yes. Uh, so the plot or the uh, the title of next week's episode is you won't believe what this episode is about. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Act three will shock you. That's is that the really? Yeah. Wait, act three will shock you? Is the... No, the title of the episode is You Won't Believe What This Episode Is About. Act three will shock you. So act three will shock you is in the title. Yes, the whole the whole words that I said are all in the title. Now I'm kind of mm-hmm. wishing I gave this to you because you're better at coming up with. I don't know. All right. So you won't believe. So it's called You Won't Believe the Title of This Episode. You Won't Believe What This Episode Is About. I won't believe what this episode is about. Okay. Act three will shock you. All right. Shock. That's the word. So I'm going to say electricity is involved somehow. Okay. Um, all right. So it's going to continue with... It's actually a continuation of this episode. No one knows this, right? It's a, a sequel to this episode because we follow Martin. Oh. Yeah. As he returns home, his parents, uh, Gareth and Gloria, mm-hmm. are upset with his behavior. So they send him to a conversion therapy uh, center in Texas. Oh, yeah. And um, but his father, Gareth, says he can bring a chum. Uh-huh. So he decides he was going to ask Bart, but Bart's too busy uh, doing a different adventure. So right, asks, maybe maybe with Axel, because yeah, exactly. No. He's back in the Simpsons household. So he uh, he gets uh, Nelson to join him to go to this conversion camp therapy <laughs> camp. And uh, there, Nelson and uh, Martin meet other the the, stu- the the people in the conversion therapies, and a lot of them are there because they are gay. And this is Texas, so they gotta sh- they gotta you know convert them from not being gay anymore, right? Right. But the way they do that is uh, electroshock therapy. <laughs> and so in the third act, oh by the way, you know uh, Martin and Nelson will finally you know find their love for each other. And this is this is the story that's actually written for us. Who, who's writing this episode, by the way? Do you have a written by? I do. It's uh, Christine Nagel. Yeah, Christine Nagel listens to this, listens to this podcast and she says, yeah. I'm going to write this episode for the guys. <laughs> and uh, the He's third a big podcast fan. So, yeah. So the third act is uh, Martin and Nelson get uh, electroshock ther- therapy. OK, um, there's going to be a B block because it's called The Simpsons. The Simpsons are on it. So the Simpsons gang goes to a uh, badminton tournament. OK, that's the B plot. You are incredibly close. Uh, yes, uh, because so, the Simpsons are in it. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so I, I, I like your story, though. I, I definitely watch that. Like it was made for us. Uh, no, uh, Nangang, she writes, Homer becomes a pariah when footage of him allegedly leaving Santa's little helper in a hot car goes viral. So he becomes internet famous for leaving uh, his dog in the car. You mean his uh, hot dog? We <laughs> have <laughs> yeah, a wiener. Uh, so it was, as I said, written by Christine Nagel and uh, directed by Jennifer Molier and uh, guest stars uh, Kumail Nanjiani as Theo. Oh, from is he playing Theo from uh, Cosby Show? Cosby Show. Yep. He can't play a poo, right? Because he's not because uh, he's Pakistani, right? Correct. Yeah. OK. Again, it should just go to Harry Kondabalu because it just makes sense. But anyway. Harry Connick Jr. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Anywho. So I'm not uh, right at all with any of the th- 
story. Sadly, okay. No. I don't think any of us have been. You were close mm-hmm. on one of the episodes, but uh, yeah, but yeah. All right, Steve. Well, that episode sounds kind of fun, and uh, yeah, I think relevant. I could see that being a, a relevant episode because you know a lot of people you hear stories all the time of people leaving their pets in in cars. I know we're trying to get out of here, but there's one quick story that kind of seems incredibly relevant. Back when we both worked at uh, the pizza place that we worked at, uh, it was an incredibly hot day, and somebody left a goat in their van, <laughs> and people, it might have been. And people were yelling at that guy because he left his coat in his car. I don't have any any follow up. I just think it was weird that those two things happened. You know, and there was a goat. Out. Yeah. Hmm. Weird. Anyway. All right. Well, Steve, uh, let's uh, do this again next week, same time, and uh, you guys can all do the same thing that you always do, and that's uh, contact us on social media like uh, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook uh, at One Three Simpsons. Steve. Do you ever list go on our Twitter? Uh sometimes. Okay. Uh very not very often on Facebook, to be honest with you. Yeah. I think Instagram's probably the best way to go. Okay. But tw- Twitter's fine too. Okay. I, I, yeah. Um, and you can also uh email us at one simpsons at gmail.com. And hey, if you're so kind, go to your favorite podcasting app and leave us uh, five stars for the equivalent and uh leave us a review. But it doesn't need to be a real review. Just uh tell us your favorite uh board game. And uh if you don't want to type us at all. You can always just uh, leave us a voicemail. The open your pod catching app. Look at the show notes, and there's a little link that says uh, "leave a voicemail." Yeah. And it'll leave a voicemail, and we'll listen to it and cry because it'll probably just say you hate us. Yeah, but we'd love to hear you from you nonetheless. Yeah. All right. For this week, I've been annoyed, Grunt Boy Craig, and I've been annoyed, Grunt Boy Steve. And for the next two days, I would like you to call me Jules. And your words of praise are nothing but honey drizzled on bitter greens. frog ass eyes.